Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Thank you, Yes, Father God, we praise your name. Yet, of course, Gandaka, we glorify you, Lord. We praise your name. Yet, of course, we glorify you, Lord. Yes, 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 Father God. Yarara Ponde, Handirko Sata, Yandirko Sehe, Yarande Kehe. Father God, we praise you. We glorify you. We seek your face. Mm. We seek your face. Mm. Oh. Wow. Thank you, Lord. You are the difference maker. You are the difference maker. Shandande Rukosataka. Shikishira Kumbrandika. Shandande Rukoseteke. Shindikira Kumboskaraka. Shindiskira Kumboseke. Hey. Father God, move. Move, Lord. Move. It's all because of you, Father God. Nobody but you. Mm. Increase. Increase. Prosperity. Blessing. Overflowing. Overflowing. Mm. Overflowing. Wow. Move. I will remove those things that are hindering you. I will cause change to occur in your life. You will begin to get a greater understanding of how and why. Continue to allow me to to shift. Continue to allow me to 
we praise you, Father God. We glorify your name. We glorify your name, Father God. We glorify your name, Father God. We Just 
give God the glory. You might not under you ain't gonna like it. You might not understand it, but it's for pruning purposes. And from that, see, it's a lot of fruit that's inside of you. And the more that He cleanses you, the more fruit that you can bear. But see, He can't cleanse you unless He exposes things and lets you see things that are there, things that you know about, things that you don't know about, and things that He says now it's time for you to get rid of this. There's certain things you've been carrying, he said, okay, you can leave it here. You don't need this anymore. So he's going to systematically instruct you how to walk this way to let go of certain things so other things can rise up and you can begin to bear fruit in your life. Amen. 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 And he's already kind of started doing that with uh, friends and even I'm talking like long time relationships and I'm like and it like I told you yesterday, that stuff stings but I'm like, I'm gonna trust the process. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. But got to trust the process. Amen. Okay. I guess my other gal's getting ready for their conference, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we're getting, I'm on the road with them. We're getting ready to go pick up Chase and, um, and then uh, hit the road. Well, actually, we're on the road, so head up, pick up, and then hit the road. Gotcha. I got you. I got drafted into this. I how did I get drugged into this? You <laughs> didn't get drafted into nothing. No, you didn't. Come on. Oh, now she's going to come up here talking now. You know what, that's just sad and sorry. He didn't get drafted into anything. Uh-huh. What's up, my colored sister from another mother? You got it, baby. What's going on? <laughs> Heading on into the big house, I say, but, uh, oh, gosh, all good. Right, nah. mm-hmm. That's all right, baby, because one day you're going to make it to the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All righty then. You're going to make Take it cross? me to, to the waters. Yes, <laughs> I said. Take me to the waters. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So once you make it to the river, you going to make it across? I'm going to make it across. Yeah. I'm going to make it across. Yep, I had a great aunt, uh, God rest her soul, and every time we would go see her, she lived way, she lived down in Gainesville, Georgia, and she would always say, oh, thank y'all for coming, us so glad to see you, us just don't know what to do when you don't come visit, she would out, and we would, when we were little, we would laugh, okay, but yeah, she would, she would, ain't Jessie May, that was her name, (laughs) yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Funny. Yeah. She's a person to you. That's for sure. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, one of them in my family, but she was a cousin. Yeah, buddy. Cousin, something like that. Yep. Oh, man. You want to pray? I tell y'all. God. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask if she wanted a prayer. Well, I'm sure if you're giving them out this early. 
little bit. We got we need to, to uh eat up some of this by way time. Here, you want a Joe's child? Are right, you ready, Liz? Uh-huh. 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 Peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. Holy Spirit, begin to move, touch her, touch her right now, Father. Allow your anointing to increase. Help her to draw near to you, Father. Let your word come forth. Reveal to her how to rise up and become the woman of God that you called her to be. Allow, Father, for the increase that's necessary. That's necessary, Lord. That's necessary. So she can move in the fullness of the gifting. That are inside of her, Lord. Help her not to pull back, but to press on, Lord. And you will cause a shift to her, and she will begin to flow in the fullness. In the fullness. The fullness. The fullness, Lord, of all that you provided for her in your kingdom. In the name of prayer, amen. Yay. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Hey, you at the building? Okay. Um, Wayne's going to run by to get the key for 69th Street. Yeah, yeah, he just needs to get, need to get the, um, the, some tools out of there, that's all. All right, so he'll probably be fine a little bit. All right, thanks. Okay. I'm back. Um, almost back. Okay, yeah, I caught up with him, so it's good, it's good to go. Yeah, he's at home. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Does the whole thing work? Is our skill for the pod? Oh. Going off. Yeah. 
the, the thing to do is I'll look it up. Like, you know, like, you know, you know, Two hundred and seventeen minutes. Oh, those are back on the power, power, and the mega back on. Yeah, they can't get the budget. I wonder why the money goes anyway. But anyway, I'm not going to. Uh huh. Uh. Okay, I'm back. Uh, where we at? Tamika, Ashley, Whitney, Natasha, Sherry, Pat, Eugene, Rogers, Tuberica, Stephanie, Ronda, Ronda, Goshida, Goporanda, Goshida, Saraga, Ronda, Goshida, Ronda, Goshida, Saraga, Sakara, William and Anna Phillips, Jerakosi, Ronda, Goshida, Goshida, Ronda, Goshida, 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 Ronda, Goshida, Goshida, Sakara, Egan Levine, Ronda Gold, Ronda Ronda Gold, 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 Ronda Oscar ran around the Gosation Gosation Gosarga for a brandy guessing, yes, 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 Yerugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-shirugo-se-sh
Charles Briggs, Rombuska de la Gombrande de Gossetia, Umbuska de Rorandrandirigosetia, Umbuska de Rorandirigosetia, Umbuska de Rorandirigosetia, Umbuska de Rorandirigosetia, Umbuska de Rorandirigosetia,
train area of Orlando Gosecha to Gosecha Gosaga, Sakara. Sean Stephen and David, Orlando Gosecha 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 Gosaga, Sakara. Investors, Orlando Gosecha 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 Gosaga, Sakara. Tony Perkins, Orlando Gosecha 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 Gosaga, Sakara. Girl in Erica's Church, Orlando Gosecha 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 Gosaga, Sakara. Bobby Williams, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosoda, Saka. Malcolm Bryson, Hoshkara Gosishi Gosishi Gosoda, Hoshkara Gosishi Gosoda, Saka. Richard, Undrashkara Gosoda, Saka. Unsafe family members, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosoda, Saka. Mitch, Rondo Gosishi 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 Gosoda, Saka. Bobby Williams, Malcolm Bryson, Yeragandras, Kosaga, Sakara. Rich, Tosay Town members, Mitch, Erica Thomas, Rondo Badidigadiga, Sakara, Sakara. Manis Hash, Kerada Gumbos, Kerada Gasa, Sarayaka, Sakara. Wayne Bridges, Yeragosisha, Gosisha, 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 Sakara, Sakara. Smoking Charles II. Rondo Gosisha, 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 Sakara. Best Mark, something else today, so in another hour. I have to do a monitoring of our transportation service. Yeah. I have to ride with our nice old seniors. What list do you want me to do? Um, and yeah, um, sick and shut in, disease and hospital, special men's family, any of those is fine. Okay. All right. Oh. Hmm. Okay, um. Deceased in hospice. So, Koshere, Kesara, Mokoshere. 
Kosha Hasida, say Tedimokoshara Hasitere, Sotoromokoshere Kashara, Sotoromokoshara, Setoromokoshe Shakashara, Sokoshere Mikeshara, Sotoromokoshire, say Tedimokoshara, Tataramokoshere Koshara Keshi Teramokoshara. In Jesus' name, Amen. Prayer shift in ministries and families. Koshito ho sotoromo ho shere. Sakashara solo sotelimi keshere. Kasha saramo ho sara. Keshe seremo koshere. Sotoromo koshara hasitere. Soko shiremi keshatara. Koshara hasitelimi keshutaromo koshara. Sotoromo koshere sitara. Soko shira. Keshere hasitere mokoshere. Sotoromo koshara hasitere. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry, I didn't understand
Hello? I thought you were swimming, girl. I fell asleep. You know what? <laughs> what? I'm, I, I take it you're not driving. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Damn, I'm going to do that, too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, goodness. It seems like praying keeps you awake and alert. Yeah, I know what he's doing to keep my attention. <laughs> mm. So who would you pray for? Okay, I'm going to pray for ministers and leaders of churches now. Pay attention. Yes, <laughs> Glory to your name, Father. Sotoro <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Any other? Tag, your turn. It'll keep you uh-huh. away. I'm make sure I stay woke, huh? That's right. Uh-huh. You're prisoners and missionaries, right? Nope. You can do it. Sakra. 
Views in addition to seeking hospice. Freshman at families. Congregation churches, prisons, and missionaries. Unsaved. I think that's all of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. What? I said, all right. All right. Next list. Oh, PMO Harris Bank. Okay. Now is wisdom and understanding. Run the position of 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 position
All righty then. Y'all picked up Lisa yet? Well, all right. Come on, say something smart. I'm waiting. What is it that I should say? What? I'm not saying anything. I just know y'all better be on time to pick me up from the airport. Where you come? Where you going? Don't worry about it. You'll find out, but you better be there. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right, let me send out this text message. All them dishes. It's gonna be a great day. Bondsworth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll tell you what, since you got so much to say, you can be our background music while I send out this text. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm Hey, you don't want me to sing a song, but I got you. I got you. I'm going to do your favor. I want you to make a joyful noise to the Lord. Look, I need you to know one thing. Maria was my best friend. We ain't never said nothing about um me having that same, you know, parallel in terms of the gifting. Gonna have to bypass on you, partner. Mhm. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you like I told my daughter this morning. Go to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good way to chime her in. Well, you want me to ask her to come and sing for us? Mm -mm, I'm going to get off the phone. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong, man? No, no, that's the end of the call for me. (laughs) I'm good. You can tell me about it after the fact. Oh, oh! Let me see out the text message. Mm, I'm good. Who, who, who you say can sing, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. She likes to do it every now and then. Who Sam? Mm-hmm. I say she. She. Oh, y'all wrong. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I'm on mute. I'm on mute. I am on mute. <laughs> wow. Look, I'm going to turn gospel music on the TV and let y'all hear that. <laughs> uh-uh. 
of our musical selection. I gotta leave the house. 
What did you say? No, I was just saying that's the end. Of, if if you heard any, that's the end of our musical selection. I have to leave the house now. Okay, well, all right. I guess I get to reading, yeah. Reading and praying. You need to go do your job, get you some money, because we need it. We take it all okay. kind of donations, so. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to pray before you leave, open us up there, or you want me to pray? I can pray. Don't go right ahead. Amen, Father. Amen. 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 Oshara hasite de mehene. Toro hosho, toro hosho de mehe shatara. Koshere hesite de mehoshere. Tokoshe de mehe shatara. Gracious God, our Father, we come to you this morning first and foremost to say thank you. Thank you for being God and thank you for being powerful and sovereign and knowing and loving. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, as we begin to fellowship one with another, God, I ask that your will be done in our lives, that whatsoever it is that you desire for us to receive from this reading, God, that our spirits and minds and hearts are open to hear the word that you have for us. God, we thank you for what is to happen. We thank you in advance for the victory. God, I pray a special prayer for Sam and Pam and Lisa as they are traveling, God. I ask that you cover their vehicle. Grant them traveling grace and mercy, God. Cover the the streets that they will travel, the vehicle that they're in, and your precious cargo, Lord, so that they are to disseminate amongst the people that you have for them to present themselves for, and that your word is also uh, going forth at the conference held on tomorrow. In your son Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, let's get ready to rumble. Okay. Here we go. We're at it again. We're moving out. We're moving in. Oh, we're about to have some fun. We're about to have some fun. The spiritual and the fleshly. I, brethren, could not address you as spiritual men, but as men of the flesh, as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it, and even yet you are not ready. These words are closely related to the preceding verses, and the teaching follows a line laid down above which speaks of the spirit of man. 
Now, we all recognize that dividing of the scriptures into chapters and verses was contrived for the convenience of readers and was not something at all revealed by the Holy Spirit. These words of verses 1 and 2 of 1 Corinthians 3 should be read in connection with those of the preceding chapter. How incisive is Paul's spiritual sense? He is acquainted with all his readers, whether they are spiritual or fleshly, whether wholly controlled by the spirit or frequently governed by the flesh. He does, he does not, therefore, disregard the condition of his reader's receptivity or pour out his thoughts at random simply because he is speaking a spiritual affair. He will only communicate spiritual things with spiritual. Paul's communication depends not on how much he knows, but on how much his readers can assimilate. There is no boasting here of his own knowledge. The apostle has spiritual phraseology as well as spiritual knowledge. He accordingly knows how to deal with believers of all kinds. Not all terms which articulate the deep mystery of God are spiritual terms. Only those which are taught in the spirit by the Holy Spirit are. And they are not necessarily profound words. These may in fact be very common and ordinary, yet these words are taught by the Holy Spirit and apprehended in the spirit. When these are uttered, they can produce considerable spiritual results. What the apostle writes in these two verses, what the apostle writes in these two verses, and in verse 15 of the previous chapter, resolves one interesting paradox. Namely, if the spirit of man knows the things which belong to man, and the spiritual man judges all things, why then are there so many spirit-renewed Christians who nonetheless do not sense that they have a spirit or who are not able to know the deep things of God through their spirit? The answer is the spiritual man judges all things. Though the Christians possess a regenerated spirit, not all Christians are spiritual. Many are still fleshly. Man's intuition has in truth been quickened, but man must get intuition as rightful place, providing an opportunity to operate, or else it will be suppressed, unable to commune, commune with God or to know whether it could do or to know what it can know. Spiritual Christians do not walk by the soul life. They have delivered all his faculties to the cross and regulated them to a position of submission so that their intuition can receive God's revelation freely. Afterwards, their mind, emotion, and will voluntarily comply with this revelation. With this revelation. Such is not the case with fleshly Christians. Regenerated in the lives of God intuitively, they have every opportunity to be spiritual, but they remain bound to the flesh instead. The lust of the flesh remains so exceedingly powerful as to drive these Christians to sin. Their carnal mind is still full of wandering thoughts, reasons, and plans. Their emotions run wild with many carnal interests, desires, tendencies, and their wills formulate many worldly judgments, arguments, and opinions. They are so occupied in following the flesh, they have neither time nor inclination to listen to the voice of
Okay. When did I try to get cut off? Okay. Anybody there? You know when I got cut off? Okay, well, I'll just keep reading it. Take Peace Road, exit Illinois Bird, then merge onto North Peace Road. Now we get to see if the thing works. If the thing works. On oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, Morgan. Um, Looks like it's about four or five. Mm-hmm. All right. How many of the Lord's people today are developing in the wrong direction? Many assume that upon being saved, they must seek higher Bible knowledge, better utterance and preaching, and more spiritual gifts. They forget it is that spirit they must have had. Speech, knowledge, and gifts are purely outward matters. By contrast, intuition is inward. Here, Morgan, you read this. Make yourself you. Well, you know what, Google Maps. I ain't playing. She's playing. I ain't playing. But when we Google Map into the back of the truck because you got Google Map, then it's your fault. You don't care because you ain't paying for that anyway. <laughs> That's why we got it in carriage. Next story, guys. That's why we got McDonald's. If I had some food, then I could think and speak more clearly because I'm hungry, I'm foggy. And you're hanging. Get back on the expressway. There's a McDonald's in the Oasis. There's a McDonald's in St. Louis, too. We can stop in. Anyway, how many of those people today are developing the wrong direction? Many assume that upon being saved, they must seek higher Bible knowledge, better utterance and preaching, and more spiritual gifts. They forget it is their spirit that must advance. Speech, knowledge, and gifts are purely our matters. By contrast, intuition is inward. Quite sad is the sight of a Christian who allows his spirit to persist as a babe, but who concomitantly con- fills his soul life with speech, knowledge, and gift. These articles are valuable, but how can they be compared with the value of the spirit? What God has newly created in us is the spirit or spiritual life. 
And what should develop into mature manhood is likewise a spirit. She would commit the serious mistake of seeking the enrichment of the soul life instead of the increase of the spiritual life with his intuition, which should have made no progress at all in God's eye. God considers our spirit all important, and so he cares for us to grow. No matter how much our mind, emotion, and will may gain by speech, knowledge, and gift, it is all deemed by God as vain if our spirit is not developing. We dare expect to have more power, more knowledge, more gifts, more eloquence, yet the Bible contends that even if we have more of these elements, we do not necessarily progress in spiritual life. On the contrary, our spiritual walk may remain the same without advancing a mile. Paul candidly reminds the believers of Corinth, you are not ready for it, and even yet you are not ready. And where were they unprepared? They were not prepared to serve God with their intuition, to know more of God intuitively, to receive his revelation in their intuition. They are obviously not ready when they first believed in the Lord, but now years later, though enriched in speech, knowledge, and gift, they still were not so. By those two words, even yet, the apostles signified that though they were replete with outward enrichments, their spiritual life had made no progress since they first believed. Real advancement is measured by the growth of the spirit and his intuition. The rest belongs to the flesh. This should be impressed indelibly on our hearts. Oh, I said it right. Indelibly. Indelibly. <clears throat> How sad believers do they seem to achieve progress in almost every sphere of life except that of the spirit. After trusting the Lord for many years, they continue to admit, I do not feel I have a spirit. The difference between our mind and God's mind is wide. We, like those of Corinth, try successfully to garner much so-called spiritual knowledge by exercising the intellect of our mind. Unfortunately, the increase of our mind does not and cannot substitute the maturing in our intuition. To God, we appear unchanged. We must henceforth remember that the increase God preeminently desires is not in an outward man, but an inward man in his intuition. He expects the new life which we receive a generation to enlarge, and all which belongs to the old creation he expects to be denied. A believer fails to be spiritual because he is influenced too much by the flesh. Only, only one whose intuition is alive can enjoy uninterrupted communion with God knows the deep truths of God. If the intuitive power is weak, what else can be absorbed except milk? Milk is pre-digested food. What this denotes is that the soulless believer cannot maintain clear fellowship with God and the Spirit's intuition, and hence must depend upon other more advanced Christians for the things of God. Mature Christians fellowship with God and the things of God. Mature Christians fellowship with God and the intuition, and then transform what they have been shown into milk for faith in Christ. The Lord permits such a thing in the life of a beginner, but he takes no pleasure in having his people remain dull and powerless in communing directly with him. Feeding on milk indicates a person is far less capable of communing with God directly and instead relies on others to transmit God's message to himself. The mature has an intuition fully exercised to distinguish good from evil. We are of no spiritual utility if we have many ideas but do not possess the ability to commune with God and know his realities and our intuition. The Christians at Corinth rank higher speech, knowledge, gifts, but how is the spiritual life? Almost totally inactive, the church of Corinth was a carnal church. For all she had, she had in mind. Many of the Lord's people currently commit the same error as did the saints of Corinth. 
The words of the Lord are spirit and life, but these people do not accept the words accordingly. They investigate theological problems with a very cold mind to search the hidden meaning of the Bible, the designs, and presenting the best interpretation. They satisfy their lust for knowledge. They communicate what they found by writing and preaching. Excellent though their thought, arguments, and outlines may be, seemingly more spiritual too. God nevertheless looks on these achievements in dead weight because they have not been achieved in the spirit. They are simply passed from one man's mind to another man's mind. Some readers or hearers may protest that they are helped, but the question is, what is help? Beyond assisting the mind to acquire additional ideas, nothing else has happened. Such knowledge adds nothing to spiritual affectionate. Only what comes from the spirit can enter the spirit of others. That which comes from that which comes from the mind can only reach the mind of others. Finally, what comes from the Holy Spirit enters our spirit, and whatever the Holy Spirit transmits to our spirit can reach the spirit of others. All righty then. How far are we going? Uh, I'm going to get Look, if you listen, we're about 10 minutes away. Okay. But I, brethren, could not address you as spiritual men, but as men of the flesh, as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you're not ready for it, and even yet you are not ready. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 2. These words are closely related to the preceding verses, and the teaching follows the line laid down above, which speaks of the spirit of man. Now, we all recognize that the dividing of scriptures in the chapters and verses was contrived for the convenience of the readers and was not something at all revealed by the Holy Spirit. These words of verses 1 and 2 of 1 Corinthians 3 should be read in connection with those of the preceding chapter. So he's talking about... Paul's talking about conversing with the Corinthians, but they're not ready. They're not ready for the deep things of God. And these were not people who have been just born again. These are people that have been born again for a while, evident of the fact that they're flourishing the spiritual gifts. So you don't just have these gifts just flourishing, you know, automatically. So they got all these gifts and all these things that they're doing, but yet still the spirits are weak. Hindsight is Paul's spiritual sense. He is acquainted with all his readers, whether they are spiritual or fleshly, whether wholly controlled by the spirit or frequently governed by the flesh. He does not therefore disregard the condition of his readers' receptivity and pour out his thoughts at random simply because he's speaking of spiritual affairs. In other words, Paul has the capability of meeting whomever, wherever they are at whether they are deep in understanding with the things of God or whether they are vague. Because of the time and the fellowship that he spent with God, he could, he could well, basically understand, first and foremost, he wrote most of the New Testament. So that should tell you something right there. So because of the time and fellowship he had with God, he was able to communicate and impart what God needed to be imparted to whomever, wherever they were at, whether they were, again, knowledgeable or whether they were not knowledgeable. But, again, he went through a lot of training because I pointed out the other day how when he first was meeting with the Greeks, how he, he was trying to, you know, deal with them and the eloquence and the way that they would deal with. It was so effective because I believe churches who came out of there, I, 
I forget the name of the churches, but there were some churches that were born from that. But when he came back again, he said, I'm not coming to you that way. I'm coming to you in power. I'm coming to you just basically preaching the gospel. I'm coming to you in simplicity. So what did I say? Paul again had to learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit speak through him. So evidently, even in his first encounter, the Holy Spirit was speaking through him, but yet Paul was still trying to impart or some of himself was speaking as well. It's a growth. That's what I'm saying. We all have to go through this training, but it only comes through application. He does not, therefore, disregard the condition of his reader's receptivity and pour out his thought at random simply because it's speaking to spiritual affairs. He only communicates spiritual things with spiritual, verse 13. Paul's communication depends not on how much he knows, but on how much his readers can assimilate. Right there. Not how much he knows, but how much his readers can assimilate. Because, you see, that's what, again, we have to be careful about, and the Holy Spirit will train you about this, what to say, how to say it, when to shut up, when to keep talking, because you can, you can we talked about yesterday, somebody being receptive. When they're receptive, you give them what's needed. If you give them too much, it's just going out of the window anyway, and it actually could turn them off. So let God train you how to speak his word, how to give it. It's not just giving it, but how you give it. The old adage, you know, you can have a steak dinner on a garbage garbage can lid, and it would be not appealing. So, you know, these are the kind of things we got to learn about how to walk and flow with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm back to eating. Y'all ain't paying me no attention. Okay. I know, you hear the blah, 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 that's what you always hear when I talk to you. That's right there. All right, well, we're in front of your house, girl. We're going to be off for a minute. I'm taking a commercial break.
Why then are there so many spirit-renewed Christians who nonetheless do not sense that they have a spirit who are not able to know the deep things of God through their spirit? I'm going to read that again. What the apostle writes in these two verses in the verse 15 of the previous chapter resolves one interesting paradox. Namely, if the spirit of man knows the things which belong to man and the spiritual man judges all things, why then are there so many spirit-renewed Christians who nonetheless do not sense that they have a spirit or are not able to know the deep things of God through their spirit? So, do you know that you have a spirit? Are you in touch with your spirit? Do you understand how your spirit operates? Are you being led by your spirit? You know, we had a caller on a while back, and he was talking about the deep things and the mysteries and this, that, and other, and it was not spiritual. He was trying to articulate things that, that he threw or failed to experience, but it was not spiritual. But see, that's what happens. But see, what it is is when you're hungry and you have a desire, but you're not being properly fed, then you'll go and you'll come up with something. You'll go in different directions. You'll you'll try to find something. And see, that's what happens because, see, a lot of us aren't being properly fed. i got to get my child because she want to be properly fed. Thank you. You need to get out or you want me to get out? you got to get out. you got to get out. Hmm? What? Y'all, come on. I'm trying to do some work here. That's what happens when you rush it. Almost not. You just uncoordinated anyway. And I'll take a word you're throwing in a box and keep moving. You don't want to come here. I want her to leave me alone. I'll get it. Let's go. I'll get it. I got to
Okay. One more time. It says, how incisive is Paul's spiritual sense? He is acquainted with all his readers, whether they are spiritual or fleshly, whether wholly controlled by the spirit or frequently governed by the flesh. He does not, therefore, disregard the condition of his reader's receptivity and pour out his thoughts at random simply because he is speaking of spiritual affairs. He only communicates spiritual things with spiritual. Paul's communication depends not on how much he knows, but on how much his readers can assimilate. Okay, so again, basically, Paul meets you where you're at. Whatever's going where you're at, and then we talked about this earlier, you know, about giving, you know, the Holy Spirit will train you how to present something to somebody, how to give it to them, you know, because really it's a waste of time. They're not getting it. And honestly, when it gets to the point that you're trying to do something, it is you and not God. You know, when you start to going on and on and on, trying to prove a point, trying to make somebody see something, that that that's you. That's not the Holy Spirit. Yeah, what does the Word of God say? Some plant, some water, God gives the increase. So, again, it's a training that God will take you through so that you learn. And really the way that you learn is basically by listening with your spiritual ears, by paying attention. You know, um, we're on the line so to be honest with you, you can't look and tell when somebody's receiving something, but you still can sense it through your spiritual senses. I think Mark said it best was that, you know, we get to know each other, really know each other through our spirits because we can't see each other. So we and you would get to learn, and in all honesty, it kind of sharpens your senses if you will pay attention. Because just as the same as when you're with somebody or looking at them, it's the same on the line. You can tell when when somebody's receiving something or not. You can tell when something's of the spirit or not. The Holy Spirit will train you. So again, just being sensitive and letting God teach you these things. Apostle's spiritual phraseology as well as spiritual knowledge he accordingly knows how to deal with believers of all kinds. Not all terms which articulate the deep mystery of God are spiritual terms. Only those which are taught in the spirit by the Holy Spirit are. And they are not necessarily profound words. They may, in fact, be very common and ordinary, yet those words are taught by God, by the Holy Spirit, and apprehended in the spirit. When these are uttered, they produce considerable spiritual results. So like we talked about before, victories won. And um, yesterday, peace was something that just came out. But in all honesty, peace that came out was not a word. We talked about TD, talking about the, it started when I started talking about TD, TD Jakes, when he was talking about God heard my screams. But when I said, when I did what he did, God heard my, my screams were silent. And I know somebody did, but Arthur received that over the line, and so that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. How we got to grow up, and what? What do you want, y'all? No. So that that's what we got to learn: how to receive the things of God. What the apostle writes in these two verses, in the verse 15 of the previous chapter, resolves one interesting paradox. Namely, if the spirit of man knows the things which belong to man and the, and the spiritual man judges all things, why then are there so many spirit-renewed Christians who nonetheless do not sensitively have a spirit or not able to know the deep things of God through their spirit? I'm going to read that again. 
What the apostle writes in these two verses and in verse 15 of the previous chapter resolves one interesting paradox. Namely, if the spirit of man knows the things which belong to man and the spiritual man judges all things, why then are there so many spirit-renewed Christians who nonetheless do not sense that they have a spirit or not able to know the deep things of God through their spirit? They don't sense they have a spirit. The spirit is not developed. They're not growing. We're not growing. We know since we have a spirit. These are things that, that, that honestly, the body of Christ, I'm not going to say is missing, but it could, it should be taught more so than what it is. But I'm going back to the circles of fellowship, the 570, 12, 3, and the 1. The lot of the body of Christ doesn't want this kind of information because then they're going to be a, accountable, they're going to be forced to grow, and a lot of things that, you know, every, people, bottom line, people want to do what they want to do. Saved or unsaved. It's just really that it is. Now, I mean, as more information is presented and more are gravitating and growing, and I believe that in the last days this will begin to occur because, honestly, it's the only thing that's going to bring a lot of us out. It's the only thing that's going to turn the situations and circumstances around. You know, walking in the power and anointing of God, which is going to break off some of the yokes and bodies. That's what God needs in these last days. Because, you know, when as the systems of the world begin to fail us, which is definitely going to happen, even more so with whom we got in the White House, as things begin, as the world begins to fall apart, people who are walking in the in the fleshly and all that, they're not going to be able to, to deal with what's going on because they're going to fall apart. Because bottom line, if your spirit's not developed, you can't take this pressure that's going on. You're going to bust. I know personally. If I, ooh, shut up. Go set up. I know personally a lot of the things that I'm dealing with, the only way that I can deal with it is through the spirit of God, by him training me. And not only training me, but also keeping me. Now, what do I mean by keeping me? I was, I was laughing yesterday because I got a certain, I just got a taste. I just move. I ain't trying to move too fast. I ain't trying to move too slow. But it's a constant pace because I recognize my body's tired. I'm overwhelmed. This and other. I get too fast. I'll freak out and lose. If I move too slow, I'm not going to get nothing done. So I just keep my consistent pace. And I go, okay, about 10 o'clock, I'm cutting off. I, try to, I might try to fix Whatever. I might be going a little longer. But between 8 and 10 is my cutoff time. 8 is if I'm lucky, which is seldom happens. 10 is like I'm just going to stop. But my working hours in order from 6 in the morning to 10 at night. And I just move constantly. But also, I'm doing a lot of different things in the natural. So I do the big juice and all these other Because God has trained me and conditioned me for that type of work ethic. So, you know, again, you know, this is a spiritual thing that has been led and he's developed me in that. But that's what's going to, that you're going to have to have some kind of power to break the things off that's going on in this world today. The answer is the spiritual man judges all things, verse 15. Though all Christians possess a regenerated spirit, not all Christians are spiritual. Many are still fleshly. Man's intuition has in truth been quickened, but man must give intuition his rightful place, providing it the opportunity to operate. Man must give intuition his rightful place, providing it the opportunity to operate. Hmm. 
if you do not let intuition rise up to where it needs to be in your life, then you'll be walking according to your soul, according to your flesh. You'll not be walking according to how God intends you to walk. So be very honest with you. When you don't do that, you're limiting yourself. You're not walking in the fullest capacity that you're capable of because you're trying to control and you're not trying to allow God to rise up in the fullness of who he, who he can be. So when you do that, then you allow him to reign and that will govern and keep you in situations of life. Here comes the noise makers again. I'm sorry. Did you want something? No. Okay. Oh, well. Good luck. Um, she didn't get it harder. <laughs> okay, man's intuition has in truth been quicker, but man must give intuition his rightful place, providing an opportunity to operate. Okay, that's our decision. That's the choice that we make if we're going to do that or not. If we don't give it the if if we don't give it the opportunity to operate to rise up to its proper position, then the soul will lead you. Or for a very, very fleshly Christian, the flesh will lead you. So again, these are choices that we make and again it has to be trained. You have to be trained on the flow in our capacity. Thank you so much, Lisa. You're welcome, honey. Man's intuition has improved and quickened, but man must give intuition as rightful to his providing opportunity to operate. Or else it would be suppressed, unable to commune with God, or to know what it could know. Hmm. Unable to commune with God. If you don't give it this rightful place, then it cannot commune with God. So then what we do? Okay, that's exactly it. I was just talking about what happens when you have a desire, but you're not walking in the capacity that God intends you to walk. Your spirit's not able to commune with God. So then when your spirit's not communing with God, then your mind begins to make up these things that says it's spiritual, but it's not. So then that's when you come up with all these different ideas and ideas and phrases and spirits and that is, is, that's not it. See, because that's you. That's not the spirit of God. So so you must learn this and be trained by this in order for your spirit to rise up so he can lead you into all things. Then you can walk in the fullness of how God desires you to walk. That's a bit of person. I'm able to commune with God or to know what it could know. Spiritual Christians do not walk by their soul life. They have delivered all the faculties to the cross and relegated them to a position of submission so that the intuition will receive God's revelation freely. Spiritual Christians are not walked by their soul life. In other words, spiritual Christians, what do we say spiritual walk of life is? That you're walking after the things of God, the Spirit of God. You're not perfect. You don't have it all together. 
but you're walking, you're letting God lead you, you're growing and developing. And because your mind is focused on the spiritual aspect of God, then you're spiritual. So now, saying that you're a spiritual Christian, you're not walking by your soul. You're not walking by your will, your mind, your desires. You're not walking after that. They do not walk by their soul life. They have delivered all the faculties to the cross and relegated them to a position of submission so the intuition can receive God's revelation freely. So I mean you have submitted freely to let your spirit lead you. You have submitted and said, okay, spirit of God, you lead me. Help me to walk this walk, to do what you want me to do. Help me to become obedient because that's what you desire me to do. Spiritual Christians do not walk by their soul life. They have delivered all the faculties to the cross and relegated them to a position of submission so the intuition can receive God's revelation freely. Afterwards, their mind, emotion, and will voluntarily comply with this revelation. Such is not the case with fleshly Christians. Regenerated and alive to God intuitively, they have every opportunity to be spiritual, but they remain bound to the flesh instead. Mm. Regenerated and alive to God intuitively. In other words, they have said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. That means they have allowed him to become their Savior. But they are still walking according to their carnal desires. They're still walking according to, to what they want to do. Regenerated and alive to God intuitively, they have every opportunity to be spiritual. God gives them every opportunity to walk, to draw closer, to grow, but they say no. They remain bound to the flesh and say, regenerate their life to God intuitively. They have every opportunity to be spiritual, but they remain bound to the flesh instead. The lust of the flesh remains so exceedingly powerful as to drive these Christians to sin. Their calm mind is still full of wandering thoughts, reasons, and plans. Their emotions run wild with many carnal interests, desires, and tendencies, and their will forms many worldly judgments, arguments, and opinions. I'm going to read that again. Their calm mind is still full of wandering thoughts, reasons, and plans. Their emotions run wild with many common interests, desires, and tendencies, and their will formulates many worldly judgments, arguments, and opinions. They are so occupied and following the flesh that they have not the time nor inclination to listen to the voice of intuition. Hmm. So you're caught up in what you're doing, what you want to do, Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put God on. I, 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 I'm going to do that, but something always rises to the occasion. Or you or you give God some time, but he's not first in your life. It takes effort, people. It's not going to happen. And not only when you desire to do it, then you got the world coming against you. So it's not, not something that's just going to happen just because you want it to happen. You're going to have to really apply yourself on a continuous daily basis. Actually, more than daily, be honest with you. You're going moment by moment as you grow. Because just as you're trying to grow, the world is pulling at you, your flesh is pulling at you, and just life is pulling at you in general. So you have to learn to get an understanding of all this and to fight against it. They're so occupied in following the flesh that they have neither time nor inclination to listen to the voice of intuition. Since the voice of the Spirit is usually very soft, it cannot be heard unless it is listened to attentively with everything else quieted. I'm going to read that one again. Since the voice of the Spirit is usually very soft, that means you got to quiet down. 
You got to learn how to be still. You got to learn how to stop. See, Satan is the one that's normally anxious, anxiety, hasty, daughter. He's full of noise, confusion, chaos. That's his character. The character of God is not that. We got a God of peace. So a lot of times, how do you differentiate between what is of God and what is of Satan? The character. See, that's why that's where the study and the show thyself a proof comes in. As you begin to study, you can say, well, wait a minute. Okay, I know you said another, but that does not line up with what I've learned of God. How do I learn of God? I can always go back to his word. You always go back to his word. God reveals his character. God reveals his character through your relationship with him. As you begin to draw closer to God and you understand that he deals with you in your personal relationship with him, then you'll know how he deals with you in your walk. So all these things that, I mean, I go back to a, a, a child or a parent. You know your child, so you know how to deal with them. You deal, even though you might have a family of five or six kids, each one of them is a unique personality, and you deal with them in accordance. So it's the same about as God deals with you, and you learn of God. You learn how to understand and how to flow and how he deals with you in your walk. See, he knows who you're made of. He knows who you are but more than you know who you are yourself. He knows how to deal with you. So it's through that way in his dealings. He's, he's dealing with you to get the best out of you. He knows if he needs to softly say, hey, stop that. Or if he needs to hit you upside your head to get your attention because he knows you won't listen any other way. That's God. So as you learn about the character of God and how he deals with you, then you are able to respond with him accordingly. Since the voice of the Spirit is usually very soft, it cannot be heard unless it's listened to attentively with everything else quieted. Now, I'm coming back again to that right there because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to training. A lot of us on this line are multitasking. We're doing different things. And, and listen up, but we did not start out that way. We did not start. God did not start. Because, see, if we, if we start off doing all these 12 different things, we would not be able to ascertain when God is speaking to us. I can say for myself, Mark, and Erica, that we can multitask pretty well and still understand and flow with the Spirit of God. He's trained us to do that. I can say, again, but we didn't start out that way. When we started out with the call, it was just, you know, going through the prayers and saying the other, et cetera. Actually, in my own personal time, it started out with me reading the Bible by myself over and over and over again. It starts out that way because you've got to become familiar with his word, his voice, and how he speaks to you. But in his divine wisdom, because he recognized that now as I've grown you up, and I, I say the word, the word of God says, my sheep know my voice. There was a voice of a stranger that they would not follow. So as I became more acclimated to his voice, then he began to expand my horizon. So that's what I'm going now to Felicia. He's expanding her. He's forcing her to get up out of herself and still listen to him because he has use for her, and he needs to distress you enlarge my territory. So this is how God is increasing her. So, again, so those of us on this line multitasking, we just start out that way because then we just been too much chaos and confusion. At times it still gets that way, especially when noisy people talking in the car while you're trying to read the word. 
but you learn how to how to flow with that and go through it. So the voice of the spirit is usually very soft. It cannot be heard unless it's listened to attentively with everything else quiet. How then can it be heard if the various parts of the flesh are inordinately active? Mm. If your flesh is inordinately active, it's making noise, distractions, disruptions. And because it, when it's inordinately active, it's doing something that you want or that you desire. If it's something that you want or that you desire, then it's coming against the spirit. So now my flesh is doing something that I desire, and so that noise is not allowing me to hear from God. So now I basically just tuned them out. I tuned them out with the activity of my flesh, and now I'm doing me. When believers are governed by the flesh, they become influenced by to such an extent that their spirit grows dull and unable to take sound food. So what am I saying? My spirit grows dull because it's not being exercised. My spirit grows dull because, uh, you know, uh, I'm, uh, bottom line, your spirit will cut off. Your spirit will cut off because it's not being used. And so now you're walking according to the leadership of your soul, which is your flesh. So now I can't take deep, meaningful things or deep things from God because I'm not used to it. It's just like if you see all these um, uh, movies, um, all these reality shows where they take them away uh, and they take them away and they got to live off the land. And every now and then they come and introduce some real, I'm going to say real, some food that they were used to eating, hamburgers and other. They'll eat it and they'll get sick. They'll eat it and they'll get sick because they're not used to it. So it's the same thing with you. You know, if your spirit's not used to eating spiritual food, on a daily basis, you're not getting deep things from God on a daily basis. God comes and give you a deep dose, you're going to get sick. You're not able to harness it. The Bible compares a newly regenerated believer to a baby. The life in the spirit which you newly possess is as tiny and weak as a baby naturally born. Mm. A newly regenerated believer to a baby. The life in the spirit which she newly possesses is as tiny and weak as a baby naturally born. A baby naturally born is totally dependent on his on parents, totally dependent on those people to take care of him, his parents or whomever around to take care of him. He can't do anything. Whenever a baby wants something, what does he do? He cries. He can't even communicate the way that we communicate. There's nothing wrong with being a baby as long as he does not remain too great a time in that stage. Every adult must begin as a child. But should he persist at such, at such very long, his spirit never progresses beyond what it was when he first was generated some years before, then something is drastically wrong. So in other words, you start off as a baby, but God doesn't want you to stay as a baby. I said, God will meet you where you're at, but that does not mean he wants you to stay there. It's always about growth. It's always about increase. Man's spirit can grow. The spirit's intuition is able to work stronger. A newly regenerated person is like a newborn baby who has no self-consciousness, whose nerves are wobbly in function. 
The spiritual life may be compared to a spark of fire. Its intuitive power is extremely weak and not effective, but a baby must grow daily. Hmm. Man's spirit can grow. The spirit intuition is able to wax stronger. It's able to wax stronger if it is fed spiritual food. If it is not fed spiritual food, it will not increase. It will not wax stronger. The spiritual life compared to <clears throat> a nourishing old person like a newborn baby who has no self-conscious, nerves are wobbly and function. The spiritual life may be compared to a spark of fire. His intuitive power is extremely weak and not effective, but a baby must grow daily. His knowledge must, knowledge must increase continuously through exercise, training, and growth. Hmm, really. His knowledge, spiritual knowledge, okay, right now he's talking about a baby. His knowledge must increase. It continues to do exercise, training, and growth until he becomes fully self-conscious and knows how to skillfully exercise all his senses. Even so much a believer. Upon regeneration, he needs to gradually exercise his intuition. Each exercise means an increase in experience, knowledge, and spiritual stature. Just as a man's senses are not born with mature awareness, so a believer's intuition is not born highly sensitive. So we got to exercise our faith. We got to increase our spirit, man. We got to grow. And like I said, you can only grow your spirit up by feeding your spiritual food. All this does not signify, however, that the soulless Christian will in all main days have no outward dealing with their sins. Experience no increase in the knowledge of the Bible. Exert no effort to serve the Lord or receive no gift of the Holy Spirit. The saints of Christ encounter all of these. They were enriched in Christ with all speech and all knowledge, not lacking the spiritual gift. Again, all, this is Corinthians he's talking about. All speech, all knowledge, not lacking in the spiritual gift. I mean, all the gifts of God were just flowing in the church of, church of Corinth. They were, they, 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 they had the power, all the gifts of God, nothing was lacking. But Paul called them baby. So how do you have all these gifts, but you're still a baby? From the human viewpoint, are, are these not signs of growth? I mean, that would make sense to us. How can you do these things with God? How, how can you do this? Oh, wow, you can prophesy, or you can... You can flow in the spirit. You can speak in tongues. You can heal. And all these things is going on. Proofs of the spirit, gifts of God. All these things are going on, but Paul says you babe. From the human point of view, are not these signs of growth? We would probably regard the Corinthian believers as most spiritual, yet the apostle viewed them as babes, as men of the flesh. Why is it that the increase of speech, knowledge, and gifts are not considered growth? This uncovers an intensely significant fact, which is that though the saints of Corinth grew in these outward endowments, they failed to grow in their spirit. Hmm. The intuition did not wax stronger. The increase in preaching eloquence, Bible knowledge, and spiritual gift does not reckon as increase in spiritual life. If the believer's spirit, that which is capable of communing with God, does not grow stronger and keener, God judges that he has not grown at all. Let me read that again. 
this uncovers an intensely significant fact, which is that though the saints couldn't grow in the spirit in the outward endowments, they failed to grow in the spirit. Their intuition did not wax stronger. Increase in preaching eloquence, Bible knowledge, and spiritual gift is not reckoned as an increase in spiritual life. If the believer's spirit, that which is capable of communing with God, does not wax grow stronger and keener, God judges he's not growing at all. Not how man sees, but it's how God sees. It says in the word, his way is not our way, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Again, this is not how we see things, but it's how God sees things. How many of the Lord's people today are developing the wrong direction? Hmm. Many assume that upon being saved, they must seek higher Bible knowledge, better utterance and preaching, and more spiritual gifts. They forget it is their spirit that must advance. Speech, knowledge, and gift are purely outward matters. By contrast, intuition is inward. Hmm. How many of the Lord's people today are developing in the wrong direction? What do you mean developing in the wrong direction? Well, a perfect example is the children of Corinth. They were developing, but not in that inward man, not in the spirit, the way the Lord says we need to develop. Many assume that upon being saved, they must seek higher Bible knowledge, better utterance and preaching, and more spiritual gifts. Wait a minute. Is it wrong to give Bible knowledge, utterance, and all these things? No. But what is one of the things that we come about on the line that says that you must let the Holy Spirit teach you these things? You don't even need to read the Bible without the Holy Spirit reading the Bible. If the Holy Spirit does not direct you on what to read, then as you read it with your mind, which as far as God is concerned, that is not a spiritual value. Now, again, process, we're going to start out that way. We're going to start out just reading or doing or, or whatever it is we're doing. But grow. Allow God to transform you. Begin to ask God, what do I read today? And then just sit and wait. And it just, just work out. He will see, trust and believe, God's not trying to withhold anything from you. He's not trying to limit you. This is not like, well, I'm going to give this to somebody. And I, that's gifting, but he wants all of us to grow. So he's not trying to purposely as a trick. No, God has, God wants you to grow more than you want to grow. That's, that's the truth of the matter. So he's not trying to withhold anything from anybody. What the apostle writes in these two verses, and in verse 15 of the previous chapter, resolves one interesting paradox. Namely, if the spirit of man knows the things which belong to man, and the spiritual man judges all things, why then are there so many spirit new Christians that nonetheless do not sensibly have a spirit and not able to know the deep things of God? Okay, well, I'm not that sounds familiar. Okay, how many of those people today are developing the wrong direction? Minister that Pompey and say they must see higher Bible knowledge, better honest and preaching, and more spiritual gifts. They forget it is their spirit that must advance. Speech, knowledge, and gifts are purely outward matters. Hmm. Speech, knowledge, and gifts are purely outward matters. By contrast, intuition is inward. Quite sad is the sight of that Christian who allows his spirit to persist as a babe 
and who committedly fills his soul life with speech, knowledge, and gift. I'm going to keep reading and studying, and, and, and yet, yeah, and I'm going to start doing it and start doing that. But my intuition is not developing. My spirit is not growing. Your spirit is not being fed. Because what is it? I'm approaching God through my mind. I'm approaching God through what I think I need to be doing, how I think I need to be doing this. No, I need to approach God through my spirit. Okay, my spirit is not developed. How do I approach God? You pause. You stop. When we say quiet, you you find time to sit still and say, God, help me to learn from you. You do that on a continuous basis. You find, why do you think people talk about the, the, the uh, the crime, the closet, the prayer closet. Because ain't nobody going in the closet except they want some clothes. So the closet is not a place where people visit and come around. So now you find your quiet area. You go sit down with your Bible. You turn everything off. And you better not fall asleep. You do that. And then you go, God, help me, train me to approach you through my spirit. I guarantee you he will come. Because he desires you to grow that way. And the thing is, now, you have to continuously do this diligently. They say in the world that, what is it, 21 days to change your habit? So don't think you're going to do this one or two times and all of a sudden you're going to be a totally different person. No, it don't happen that way. And depending on the situation and circumstance, you might not really, really hear from God that first few times. But... Do it consistently, diligently. Look, when you go to school, you learn your ABCs. You go for what, a whole year. You know, when you're first grade, when you learn your ABCs, then you go to Jamestown, whatever, and you grow that way. You don't start reading out paragraphs and, and, and books. You got to get the basics. And it takes you a while to get the basics. It takes years to develop in that capacity to be able to formulate sentences and paragraphs and things of that nature. So now, why is it that when we come to the Word of God, the things of God, we think we're going to get this overnight? And when we don't, we get frustrated. And we quit. And we say it's not working. Look, I guarantee you a million dollars that that somebody got that ain't got my pocket, if you do this on a continuous basis, okay, Mark got it, my pocket, I couldn't think right now. I guarantee you a million dollars that Mark's got that if you do this on a continuous basis, God will come and talk to you. It probably won't even take three weeks to be very honest with you. Everybody will be very, but if you go find that area, that quiet time, and if you sit down with that Bible and open your mouth and say, God, help me to be trained by you by my spirit. Help me to approach you by my spirit. Train me how to walk by my spirit. And you do that. He's going to show up, people. Now, how would that happen? So first, first couple of times you might go in there and, you know, okay, well, sit there and you'll just read the Bible. You still take a half an hour, 15 minutes or whatever, but you do this consistently. First few times you might just read the Bible. Okay. 
All right, well, I read it. All right, but you do it again. But you do it again. You do it again. Then one day you're going to go in there, you're going to say the same thing. Lord, teach me. You train me how to be led by my spirit, to approach you by my spirit. This time, you know, for whatever reason, you know, oh, I'm going to read this here. And when you read that word, you're going to stop because something's going to register. You're going to go, mm, I never saw that before. I didn't quite get that before. I see it differently. Or you're going to read something, and then through the course of the day, something's going to happen, and then that word that you read is going to come back to you go, oh, wow. God's going to bring that word back to you. Oh, wow. You're going to see that word. You're going to see that word. See, that's how it works. And see, that's how the word begins to become alive because the word is alive. It's not a book. It's not just something you read on it. No, the word is alive. And as you do this consistently, God starts speaking to you through his word. Because, see, what you're doing is you're feeding on it. You're approaching him spiritually. You're saying, God, speak to me, show me, teach me. And then when you do that and you walk out, then he starts speaking to you. Then you start getting an understanding of how he speaks to you through his word. It'll be a little bit tweaked, different for you than Martin. But bottom line, this is the pattern. This is the basic principle of how he operates. And then when you continue to do this, then you start to grow in your spirit, man. Speech, knowledge, and gifts are purely outward matters. By contrast, intuition is inward. Quite sad is the fact that Christians who allow the spirit to persist as a babe will conveniently fill the soul out with speech, knowledge, and gifts. These articles are valuable, but how can they be compared with the value of the spirit? What God has newly created in, in us is this spirit or spiritual life, and what should be developed into mature manhood is likewise this spirit. So in other words, once we say yes to God, once we say yes to Jesus, our spirits are now born again, regenerated, new. That's what God wants us to increase. That's what God wants us to grow. Should we commit the series of mistakes? I'm sorry, what God has newly created in us is the spirit of spiritual life. And what should develop a mature manhood is likewise the spirit. Should we commit the serious mistake of seeking the enrichment of the soul life instead of the increase of the spiritual life with intuition, we should have made no progress at all in God's eye. Hmm. If we commit the mistake of seeking the enrichment of the soul life, you know, what do we just say? Filling our mind with knowledge and gifts and things of that nature. That's growing our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions. God considers our spirit all important, and so he cares for its growth. No matter, no matter how much our mind, emotion, and will may gain by speech, knowledge, and gift, it is all deemed by God as vain if our spirit is not developing. It's deemed by God as vain because it's something that we're doing or something that we want to do, not what he desires for us to do. We daily expect to have more power, more knowledge, more gifts, more eloquence. Yet the Bible contends that even if we have more of these elements, we do not necessarily progress in spiritual life. Mm. Now, we talked about success. We talk about, you know, Success is very different for different people. 
Well, now we're just finding out success to God is different than how we view it. Even if you get a head knowledge of God, but your spirit's not growing, God is not calling you successful. You're only successful as you begin to grow in your spirit, this newly regenerated spirit that God gave to us through the, his son's crucifixion on the cross, through his son denying deity, get up and giving up deity to come down, live, and then die for us so we can have new life. If this new life is not regenerated, God says, well, all, everything else you're doing is vain. It's no progress. It's not success. We daily expect to have more power, knowledge, more gifts, more eloquence, yet the Bible contains that even if we have more of these elements, we do not necessarily progress in spiritual life. On the contrary, our spiritual world may remain the same without advancing a mile. <clears throat> more power, more knowledge, more gifts, more eloquence, yet the Bible contains that even if we have more of these elements, we do not necessarily progress in spiritual life. On the contrary, our spiritual world may remain the same without advancing a mile. Paul candidly reminds the believers that were coming, you were not ready for it, and even yet you are not ready. And what were they unprepared? They were not prepared to serve God with their intuition, to know more of God intuitively, to receive his revelation and intuition. They were obviously not ready when they first believed in the Lord, but now years later, during rich in speech, knowledge and gifts, they still were not so. By those two words, even yet, the apostles signified that though they were pleased with outward endowments and enrichments, their spiritual life had made no progress since they first believed. Real advancement is measured by the growth of the spirit and its intuition. The rest belongs to the flesh. This should be impressed indelibly upon our hearts. So the Corinthian church for years, but they were still in the same place. Circles of fellowship. Are you still in the same place? Have you been in the hour in the, in the five hundred and don't want to go to the next level of seventy? You've been in the seventy, you don't want to go to the twelve. Where are you at? Are you still in the same place? How sad the believers today seem to achieve progress in almost every sphere except that of their sphere. After trusting the Lord for many years, they continue to lament, I do not feel I have a spirit. Hmm. After trusting the Lord for many years, they continue to lament, I do not feel I have a spirit. Unfortunately, that's a lot of his children. But most importantly, is that you? And I mean, this is what we have to be real. Do you even know what the spirit is? Now that you know it, are you truly trying to develop your spiritual man? I mean, let's go back to the, the, the subject matter on the gifts and the talents. When he left the talents, the ten, the five, and the one, 
he did not tell them to go and invest to increase that talent. But when he came back, he um, when they had not done it, well, it was the only one that did not do it, he took it from them and chastised them. So what is that saying? That God has an expectation for you to increase. God has an expectation for you to take what has been given to you, to take it and put it to work. God has an expectation for you to take your spirit, man, and to grow in him, grow him up, increase in him. It's an expectation. And why would it not be? He gave his very best, his son. He disrobed deity. And you know what? I just thought of this. How do you know that you have an expectation for your spirit to increase? You know it from the inside. You have a desire from the inside, from where he communes with you to grow. Why do you go to one church and then I ain't getting fed? And you might even say that because you have an idea about it. I, I just know that's not, I just, I'm not getting, because you're not getting fed. You're not getting what you need. Then you go here, I'm not getting fed. But you got, I don't like that church. Because intuitively you know from the inside that something, uh, you're not getting what you need. Or you go to this one, no, nah, I just, no, nah, there's something wrong there. You know from the inside. You know from the inside that your spirit, man, needs to increase. You might not be able to label or identify it, but that's what it is because that's how God communicates to us, intuitively. So in other words, what am I saying? I'm saying that you have no excuse of why you're not growing. You have no excuse. It's like a baby. It's like somebody thirsty. Inside you, when your body gets thirsty, it, you instinctively draw the water. You want water. You're thirsty. Intuitively, from inside, your body says, hey, hey, I need God. But you let the noise of your flesh, of your soul, of what you want to do, drown it out. So now you've come, you're used to it. What do I mean? I mean, okay, I can tell you a perfect example. When I was marketing some natural products, and then people start taking the products, and they'll go, oh, oh, they have been walking with a pain for so long or working with a pain in their body for so long, they just became normal to them. But now because they were getting the proper nutrition and the body began to, you know, uh, you don't need to take this way, healing itself, that pain when it first struck them, but it was so long, they just said, okay, that's just part of they just became familiar with the pain, but now because they're getting the nutrition and the pain, the medicine, oh, I, I, don't, I don't have to do this all I'm still, I don't feel this way anymore. They, they assimilated the pain. So what am I saying? You've assimilated the drowning out of your, of the, of your, of your spirit with your flesh. You've become so used to doing you that you don't even listen to the voice of your flesh or your spirit crying out, feed me. How about I just be great? How about that? (laughs) 
How sad that believers today seem to achieve progress in almost every sphere of life except that of the spirit. After trusting the Lord for many years, they continue to lament, I do not feel I have a spirit. The difference between our mind and God's mind is why. We, like those of Corinth, try successfully to garner much so-called spiritual knowledge by exercising the intellect of our mind. Unfortunately, the increase of our mind does not and cannot substitute the maturing our intuition. To God, we appear unchanged. We must henceforth remember that the increase God preeminently desires is not on our man, but in the inner man in his intuition. He expects a new life which receives a regeneration to enlarge, and all which belongs to the old creation he expects to be denied. Hmm. So if we're not growing in our spirit man to God, we appear unchanged. So we might be able to recite Bible verses. Is that another guy? Well, okay, you say, I'm going to love you in the heaven, and when I'm there, I'm going to give you instructions, Father, what I really wanted you to do, because you, don't, you chose not to receive it while on earth. It's a choice. It's a choice. Because he is speaking to each and every one of us. But we're choosing to let our soul override our spirit and drown it out. He expects the new life which we receive as regeneration to enlarge. And all which belongs to the old creation he expects to be denied. He expects. What did I just talk about? That expectation in him? It's inside of you. He expects you to seek it out and to listen and to let it override, let it grow up, let it increase. Let it teach you all things. It's an expectation. A believer fails to be spiritual because he is influenced too much by the flesh. Right there, that's it. A believer fails to be spiritual because he is influenced too much by the flesh. Whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is you're seeking, whatever it is that's drowning out the voice of the Holy Spirit, you are letting it lead you rather than your spirit leading it. Only one, only one whose intuition is alive and enjoy, who enjoys uninterrupted communion with God knows the deep truths of God. If the intuitive power is weak, what else can be absorbed except milk? Milk is pre-digested food. What this denotes is that the soulless believer cannot maintain clear fellowship with God and the Spirit's intuition and must depend upon other more advanced Christians for things of God. Let me read that again. A believer fails to be spiritual because he is influenced too much by the flesh. Only one whose intuition is alive and who enjoys uninterrupted communion with God knows the deep truths of God. I'm spending time with him continuously, consistently, connected. Only he can know the deep truths of God. If the intuition power is weak, what else can be absorbed but milk? Milk is pre-digested food. So if your intuition is weak, if you're not allowing your spirit man to grow up, if you're not increasing your spirit, only thing you can get is pebbles. Grain. Can't get no real food. What this denotes is that the soldier believer cannot maintain clear fellowship with God and the spirit's intuition, and hence must depend upon other more advanced Christians for the things of God. So now, since you can't or won't, I'm going to say can't, get the thing, deeper things of God, 
then you got to have somebody give it to you. That's always a process. I mean, again, God will always be some type of leader, but what do we even talk about on a mastermind call? That you know you want to surround yourself with people more wiser than you. But the thing is, the purpose of that is not for you to stay in that position. The purpose of that is not for you to say, well, I'm here, I'm going to just stay here. And I'm, no, the purpose for you is to garner, to, to edify, to increase. It's all about growth. What do you know is the soul of believer cannot maintain clear fellowship with God and the spirit's intuition and his must depend upon more advanced Christians for the things of God. Mature Christians fellowship with God in their intuition and then transform what they've been shown into milk for the faith of Christ. So in other words, a mature Christian hears from God. Receives, that's exactly what we talked about earlier. That's exactly what we talked about Paul and how he deals with things. You'll hear from God, then how do I present this to people so that they can get it? I can't just throw out this huge steak to somebody who's a milk. And but God is trained by how to do all of that. I mean, but it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Just let God direct you through the steps. Mature, mature Christians pass with God intuition and then transform what they've been shown into milk for the babes of Christ. The Lord permits such a thing in the life of a beginner, but it takes no pleasure in having people remain dull and powerless and communing directly with him. So it's like, okay, in the beginning it is what it is. That's fine. But after a while, God, look, I'm not, uh, okay, it's time for you to grow. Look, he's invested too much. He expects to return. He invested already. Jesus invested his life. He expects a return. The Lord permits such things in life up again, but take some pleasure and have those people remain dull and powerless and communing directly with him. Feeding on milk indicates the person is far less capable of communing with God directly and instead relies on others to transmit God's message to himself. In other words, like Moses and the people, I don't want to go to that mountain, Moses, you go. I prefer to stay, babe. I prefer to not be challenged. I prefer to sit behind and, and not do it. I prefer, prefer to just, just, just not. Because you know why? There's accountability. There's, I'm not, I got to get up and move, then it's, it's going to fall on me. I prefer to just be lag back. And, and what he said, okay, in the beginning is fine, but along the way, I expect you to rather have expectations for you to do something. Being on indicates the person is far less capable of communing with God directly and instead relies on others to transmit God's message to himself. The mature has his intuition fully exercised to distinguish good from evil. We have no spiritual utility if we have many ideas but do not possess the ability to commune with God and to know his realities with our intuition. We have no spiritual utility if we have many ideas, but do not possess the ability to commune with God and know his realities and intuition. All these ideas, but we don't know how to bring them about. First of all, where the ideas come from? If they're not from God, then waste of time. 
But even at the Alpha God, we must learn how to tap into God, how to submit and allow God to help us to fulfill that which he wants us to do. The Christians at Corinth reign high speech, knowledge, and gifts for how the spiritual life. Almost totally inactive. The church of Corinth was a carnal church for all she had, she had in her mind. Many of those people currently commit the same error as did the saints of Corinth. The words of the Lord are spirit and life, but these people do not accept the words accordingly. Mm. Many of those people currently commit the same error as those did in Corinth. The words of the Lord are spirit and life. Uh, uh. But these do not accept the words accordingly. They investigate theological problems with a very cold mind and search the hidden meaning of the Bible with the desires of presenting the best interpretation. That we're right there, interpretation instead of revelation. That's how that's how we go in error, just just as a whole. How we approach it, that's how you're gonna go in error. <clears throat> Investigate theological problems with a very calm mind to search the hidden meaning of the Bible with the design of presenting the best interpretation. So I'm going to approach the Bible from my mind, not my spirit, and whatever I come up with, whatever I think, somebody else comes up with and gives me the best answer, that's what I'm going to run with. They satisfy the lust for knowledge. They communicate what they have found by writing and preaching. Excellent as the false arguments and outlines may be, seemingly most spiritual too. God nevertheless looks on these achievements as dead weight because they have not. They um. They have not been achieved in the spirit. Dead weight because it's something that you did, not something that God did through you. So He counts it as nothing. They simply pass from one man's mind to another man's mind. Some readers or hearers may point. Some readers or hearers may may protest that they are helped, but the question is, what is helpful? Hmm. Beyond assisting the mind to acquire additional ideas, nothing else has happened. Such knowledge adds nothing to our spiritual effectiveness. Only what comes from the spirit can enter the spirit of others. That which comes from the mind can only reach the mind of others. Finally, what comes from the Holy Spirit enters our spirit. Whatever the Holy Spirit transmits through our spirit can reach the spirit of others. And that is our lesson for today. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusion. Mm. Okay. Mm, no. You know, when you um, continually, like, read the Bible and then, like, one time you'll be reading and something will, like, um, either stand out that didn't stand out before. You'll get, like, a revelation 
or or you'll get like a different meaning perhaps than someone else. And I was telling Lisa about this the other day. Um, remember a couple of weeks ago um, in your Sunday sermon when you talked about uh, when you did the book of Esther. And in your sermon, you were focusing on Esther and um, and what happened to her and, and so on and so forth. And so I read the book of Esther after that because in my prayer you called me Esther. So I was like, okay, let me let me see if I understand what he's talking about. But when I read it, I got something totally different. What stood out for me was not Esther, more so than the relationship between Mordecai and Haman and how the, Haman got, you know, pissed off because Mordecai would not kiss his behind, basically, and um, and went after him and, and, you know, plotted to kill all the Jews and had the gallows built to, to hang Mordecai, but then the tables turned and Haman had to lift up Mordecai in front of everyone and then if that wasn't bad enough, the gallows that he had built to kill Mordecai, Haman was killed on. And it's like, when I was reading that, I was like, wow, this is like so deep. When they talk about, you know, like no weapon formed against you shall prosper, um, how your enemies will be become your footstool. Um, you know, it's like that, that dynamic is like what, you know, is like what stood out to me more so than, than, than Esther, even though it was the book of Esther. Wait up, Sam. Whoa. All right. Anybody else got a comment? Mm-hmm. I was. I was meditating. He's talking about the relationship between um, Mordecai and Esther. That's what I said. Anybody else got a comment? Anybody else comment? Wrong one. Wrong twice. Wrong three times. Okay, go. Anybody want prayer request? I do, I do, Mrs. Amos Punch. Oh, hey, Punch. How you doing, babe? I'm good. How are you? All right. Sitting in the background chilling, huh? Yeah. yeah. And you with your mom? Oh, no, no, no. I'm at work. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You listening at work. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, dear. I'll pray for you. Run go, run go, see the maybe I'll get the peanut gallery up front to pray for you. Oh, nice. Run go, 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 
transition and change for you. There are a lot of things that are that are in front of you that are new and different. I think the basis is like a season of change. So now what you do is that you just seek God. You ask when you come when when change is put oh wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. Got you, God. Okay. I don't know if you heard uh, any of the stuff on TV earlier today, but uh, Stephen Perkett was talking about um, how he's trying to scare his wife. Well, he's trying to scare children, but he's kind of scaring his wife. But what he said that is if his wife had known what he was doing, she wouldn't have been scared and she couldn't even been prepared to deal with him. So now I'm saying what you need to do is you need to see God regarding the changes that are coming forth in your life. So some things won't sneak up. You'll be prepared for You won't get scared. You won't get upset. And you need to stay in connection with God so that you know if this is the direction that he wants you to go. Because, see, what happens is God wants you to go left. The enemy's going to come, and he's going to say you need to go right. And we were just talking about hearing from God from our spirits. If you're not listening to God from your spirit, what the enemy is going to show you to go right, you're going to look going to feel so good. It's going to look so good. I'm going to be like that man that you might be looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Look good, feel good, smell good. Just, yeah, that's the one you want. And then as soon as you get home, yeah, you know. Pull off a fake arm, fake leg, bad attitude, ain't brush your teeth. And, okay, you got fiction. So just, just, just seek God in the season of change, and just let Him direct your steps. Don't get pulled astray by what the devil is gonna come, cause He's gonna come, cause that's His job to steal, kill, and destroy. So He's gonna come with distraction and disruption, but you don't get caught up in that. You just continue to move by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and you'll be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Pam wants me to pray for her. I'm going to pray for her family first.
Hang on one second. This one a little bit up or mostly, yeah, this one a little bit. I, I wanted to jump on and put my headset on. <clears throat> I will go ahead and pray for them. Gracious and heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting you're not on the phone. I'm sorry, guys. This is just kind of a different routine we have going on this morning. Uh, let me speak up so she can hear me since she's actually sitting next to me. All right. Gracious and heavenly Father, this morning we come before you. In a most humble spirit of thanksgiving, we thank you for another opportunity for us to come together, for us to fellowship and learn and and grow and read and pray and share. We do not take this for granted. It's such an opportunity. And it's an opportunity that some people, they just don't get. And so we just want to be clear that we are grateful and we are thankful and we just ask for forgiveness for any in gratitude that may be in our hearts and in our spirits, Father. So, again, first we just want to say thank you before we begin to ask for anything. And now that we have done that, which is right and proper, I'm lifting this morning uh, my sister's hand for you. First of all, I'm um, just asking for traveling grace to guide her hands as she is driving the car as we go down to to conduct our ministry as we go down to St. Louis and do that which we have been told to do, that which we have been um, led to do and guided to do and instructed to do. So we just ask that you just guide her hands, just make her reflexes quick when need to be, her vision, her sight, her awareness. We just ask that all of those things be above and beyond um, what they need to be so that she can drive us safely to our destination, and we pray that when we get there, that we find that all is well. And upon our return, we just pray that when we get back, that things are all is well, that they are better than the way that we left them. As we move forward um, with the conference, first of all, we just want to express our, our gratitude to you for using her to do what she has done for the conference, for giving her the obedience in her spirit to go forth and to participate and do that which you have for her and assigned for her to do as far as the conference is concerned. And as far as her personal life, 
and her spiritual life, her spiritual walk. We are just asking continually for the increase in her. You know what needs to be done. You know the way that it needs to be done. You know the end result. You know the big picture. You know the predestinated plan um, that was that was created for her life before she was even a twinkle in her mother's eye. And so we just ask that you just pull out anything that may be of a hindrance and remove any distractions and that you just open her up and that you place inside of her all of the, the things that you will have for her, all of the things that will that will result in a greater walk, a greater walk, a stronger walk, and also to serve her spiritual gifts and to place them in front of her so that she sees what her spiritual gifts are, so that she sees what her talents and abilities are, even those that she may have that she does not even know that she has things that are inside of her that she doesn't even know are there, Father. We just ask that you just pull them out, that you set them right in front of her, that she sees them, and that you show her how to use them and what it is that you will have for her to do with them and, and how it is that she is supposed to contribute to the kingdom and what it is that she's supposed to do on this earth because we know that you don't put anything or anybody here that does not have a particular purpose, that does not have a specific purpose, Father. And so we just ask that whatever that purpose is for her life, God, that you just show her what it is that the steps that are necessary for her to walk into her purpose and to her destiny, which is what is the focal point of the conference. We just ask that she go through that process as well as the other ladies go through the process. We just ask that that she that she just walk out of there not the same as the way that she walked in. We just ask that the move is so powerful inside of that conference and that the spirit moves in that place in such a way so that she will never, ever, ever be the same. Her eyes won't be the same. Her her body, her her mouth won't say the same thing. Her 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 mind will not even have the same thoughts and that she will come out a warrior, that she will be connected with the warrior that is inside of her, the fierce fighter that is inside of her, the same fighter that enabled her to get through her situation, Father, the situation that she went through, that she went through when she had her difficult times in her life, the same fighter, the same warrior inside of her that enabled her to come through her childhood and still be able to do the things that she did, to go to school and, and, and get her degrees and have a good job and do well in her job and and amass the things that she did, Father. All of those things took a warrior and a fighter because of her situations and circumstances growing up. And then for her to get through the loss of those things and while you were making some adjustments in her life, Father, while you were working some things out because we know that, Father, sometimes you will move and then you will make some adjustments and you will rearrange some things and you will take some stuff away and you will add some things and and you will do whatever is necessary to get out of us whatever it is that you need out of us, Father, because sometimes you don't see to the picture. And so we just ask that, that that warrior, that fighter inside of her that still allows her to have a right frame of mind, 
right now, Father, despite of what she has gone through in her life. That same fighter, that same warrior, we just ask that that arise, that that champion just arises this weekend. That place, Father, she will never be the same again. She will be better. She will go above and beyond anything that her mind could ever conceive, Father, and she will arise and be the true, the true warrior of God that you have indeed called for her to be. Jesus, thank you. Rubbish, <laughs> Shifting 
turning, allowing God to move. Shifting, turning, allowing God to move. Pour not back at the hand of the Lord, but allow him to perfect all things that concern of you. If you will embrace his teachings, you will rise up in doing what he's calling you to do. Trust in the teachings of God as his spirit is instructing you and transformation will occur in your life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All righty, who's next? We are no victory one. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. You there? I'm right here. Oh, oh there you are. You had it. I'm right here. <laughs> I, I thought about that road trip. I was going to holler at y'all, but I said, no, Pam driving. I don't want to scare <laughs> Oh, pooping in the surface. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, pooping in the surface. I forgot all about it. So here she goes. She's going to bring it back up now. Well, well you, know, you want to hear some funny mark? <laughs> 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 You're so dirty, Sam. I know it's just a nasty. Go ahead. <laughs> she told me, she said, uh, I'm going to have a first trip, and that way you can do the reading, because I ain't going to have to do the reading. You're doing the reading this time. She said, What? <laughs> she didn't want to read, because you know, last time she had to read that, right? <laughs> oh, she had to, wait, she had to read all over it. She's like, she, I know she was going to cuss. She's like, I got to read this again. Oh, right, right, right. again and again. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. But you know, nah, nah, she ain't gonna, I, I ain't doing it right now. No, 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 no. Yeah, you got it. I thought I, I thought I did. I, I thought I did good. I didn't even harass y'all to read. I, I, I thought I would be good. I missed it the whole time. Why, man? Praise God. And look, look, this spiritual body, you know, it get kind of deep anyway. So it's like, oh. <laughs> oh man, let me see. Hold but I, I, I did send y'all a message yesterday that um, I wanted to tell y'all two about two things. Um, my coworker knew that I was frustrated last night, and um. I was very frustrated yesterday from at work because I back got back to some foolishness and some drama. <laughs> but the but the funny thing was is that she said something at the end of the night that that made me think like, Oh my and she said it it made me think about Arthur last night because um she said to me 
Mark, you leave this place whenever you feel like leaving this place. Nobody can make you leave this place no matter what they say, what they do, because of who you are and what you've done for all of us. I said, okay. And she said, when you come to work, don't say nothing to nobody. She said, let silence be your biggest scream. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, man. Come on. So, you know, I closed my eyes and I lifted up my hands and I looked at Jesus and I couldn't say nothing. You know, and, and Mark, you know, that's when we know that what we're doing is making a difference and, and God is working with them. Wow. Now, this is the same woman that told her that she wasn't going to listen to me, that she wasn't going to do nothing, she wasn't going to obey, and she wasn't, she said, she, I don't, this woman don't know me from Adam, I could come in and steal everything. Now, mind you, four months later, she says, baby, you can get any of my Social Security number or anything else. As long as you keep on giving me these raises in 14 and $16, she said, keep on doing what you're doing and tell them to bug off and don't say nothing. Mm. I said, okay. Wow. wow. But when she said that, I thought about Arthur with throwing up the peace sign. And then when she said that, I thought about Bishop Jakes when he didn't say nothing. He lifted up his arms and looked up to heaven. Man, I mean, dude, that, again, that's letting us know that God is working this thing, man. I, oh, my God. Wow. Look, that, I, put that, I put that little bit of but that text message from my sister. Like, really? What, you, I, said, you said what? You remember I told you my sister that my sister sent me a text message that she said right, that. Right, right, Mm-hmm. But when she said that to me, yeah. I, 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 I just looked at it like, Okay. Mhm. I don't have to get mad right. because what I'm doing is going to be my silent screen. And, and and see, and that's also letting you know why you got all the hell because it's it's making a difference, and the devil's trying to make you stop, turn around, and go back. That's why you got all the hell because it's being effective. What you're doing is being effective. Right. Wow. Wow. That's that. All right, then. Let's see what the truck's going to do. So wow. then the other thing was I, I was upset because I, and I had to explain to my, my supervisor that there was a clear, distinct difference from how she treated me than she treated the light-skinned dude. And... What what I said to her was, there would be no way possible that somebody could come in and relieve me, and there would be poop on your husband, and you not flip out on me. Because remember, I didn't change him 45 minutes later than what I told you, and you told me that it was negligence. But you gave me an excuse as to why he couldn't clean your husband appropriately. But if your husband was messy, I have been taking him to the shower by myself, and so has the other guy. But you're telling me that he's not strong enough to do these things. So how is it that I can be strong enough and the other guy be strong enough, and it's one of us, but he needs help to do things, but he's mad at me for talking to him like he's an elementary school student. I said the issue is the fact that, not that I talk to him in any kind of way, but it's accountability and he's not willing to be accountable. Uh, wow. I said it's totally different from 
me being be disrespectful and mean versus telling you before you leave, you have to do your job. Mm-hmm. I asked you, you said I checked him 30 minutes ago, but I said, I'm coming onto the shift. Did you check him right now? I checked him 30 minutes ago, but you check him, but he has a blue line in his diaper. Well, it's a blue line. Are you going to change him? No, I was about to leave. Excuse me? <laughs> You're knowingly going to leave him in a situation that you should have taken care of before you left. Uh But you're mad that I'm challenging you on what you're supposed to do. Mm. Wow. And she, 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 she tried to cover for him the whole time. Well, and, and she said, well, are you happy that he's no longer with us? I said, no, it has nothing to do with him being no longer with us. Because I said, if I was right, there's nothing that you could do to make me move. I'm not mm-hmm. going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. Though it wasn't like I wanted it to be, but last night I, I got a victory because I knew exactly how um, I know how to respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. Silence is going to be my biggest screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just been that. That now has become one of your spiritual weapons. That is, that has been ordained by God as a spiritual weapon for you to use. Mm-hmm. So no longer is it just you being silent, but silence is also one of your weapons in warfare for you to use. Mm-hmm. Because in my silence, that's when he's going to move. That shut up, oh, but there you go, because your silence is saying, I'm trusting you to be God and to move on my behalf, and I don't have to do anything but to stand and to stand there for and let you be God. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Wow. And on top of that, Sam, silence is, is, is also me surrendering to the fact that I can't fix it. Come on, so here we go. Now you now Mark, you know you're starting to kick the thing off now. I'm you, just saying. You, you know you're starting to kick the thing off. We were doing I'm good, just, everybody was doing by the word. I, I'm now, just here saying. you come. Here you come. I, I'm just saying. Uh huh. Silence I'm means just, that guess what? Jesus, I don't know how the heck with two L's on the end of heck, I'm gonna get this school started, Lisa. <laughs> But mm-hmm. my silence is going to shut everything down because you know what, Sam? This is this is now this is this is something I learned a long time ago. Leslie said something on the medical call that 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 made reminded me of something. She said that she wanted her accuser to be present and silent, right? She said what? She said she wanted the accuser to be present and silent, mm-hmm. right? Right. I remember that. Right. Now watch this, Sam. 
if I am silent and I don't say nothing, my accuser can't bring me to court because he got nothing to accuse me of that I said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Sam, if I'm quiet, they can't take nothing back to say I said anything. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. So, uh, so for me, because I know I could, I like to talk and I like to debate and, and, and banter and argue about stuff that I know I did right and or would need to do differently. Sam, I'm gonna be like my daddy was saying: righteousness don't have to defend itself. I'm gonna be silent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. What's his name? Silas speaks golden. I know. I, I don't believe that scripture, but there we go, right there. Silas speaks golden. And, and, and then, um, on top of that, Sam, watch this. Um. When I am silent, I'm working on applications, Sam. Let let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Sam, you ready? You ready, Sam? You ready for it? Because he held there and hung there and never said a mumbling word. Oh my God! Wow! My God! Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sam, give it wow. to me. That's a victory wall right there, Sam. Give it to me. I'm in the wow. book right now, Sam. <laughs> wow. 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 That's wow. Sam, I'm in the book. Wow. Wow. That's all I said. Wow. Wow. Sam, I'm in the book. Hmm. Oh, my God. That's I'm a victory wall right it. there, Sam. Huh. How, how many hours did he hang? He had nine things. That was it, nine things. How many hours? Nine things. That was it. That was it. He only spoke when he needed to speak. Wow. Wow. Mm. Other than that, Sam, he hung. That's it. That's it. That's but watch, it. Sam, watch this. Because he hung and he suffered, mm. His suffer brought about raining. Because he hung there, bled and died, and didn't say a mumbling word there. So he rained because he suffered. And that's how we must reign because we have to suffer. We have to suffer in his crucifixion just as he did. But we can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Because he's an example. Mm. And then, Sam, yesterday, we were walking around the house in the kitchen because she was just being a jerk with me. I said, I said, you told me that she didn't want to argue with anybody, right? I said, are we not supposed to be pursuing peace with all diligence? 
She said, well, I don't know with all diligence, but we are pursuing peace. I said, well, to pursue something, you need to be diligent about it. So you tell me to be diligent about making sure that everybody's getting along, but here I am doing that, and you're telling me that I'm not doing a good enough job. Uh, well, no, I'm not saying that. I said, well, I'm pursuing peace. <laughs> wow. So, Sam, and that's what that's the point. No matter how mad I get, Sam, I still make her apply the word to her life, even though that's what, that's what she don't think that she's doing. Uh, uh-huh. Wow. Uh. That's why I'm getting so much hell. Uh-huh. And then when I say that I... And then when you say, well, Mark, I know that you're doing a great job and nobody can do what you're doing right now and, and you're doing what you're supposed to do, I'm just trying to help you be the executive that I know you can be, then don't tell me that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do then out of one mouth and then the other side of your mouth you say, be consistent. <laughs> wow. But Sam, I'm going I'm to hang there. Let's go to um. Let's go to the bathroom. Is that a bathroom? Uh, I can't see him. Cut off at the gas station. Now, Sam, you want to hear something else if I don't say nothing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Do you want to hear something else if I don't say nothing? What? When my accusers tell me. That I was wrong, Jesus won't have to ask me what foods darkened your counsel. Because <laughs> you won't have said anything regardless, but you just be quiet. Damn. He said in 38 of Job, he said, Who is it that darkens your counsel and speaks against that in which I told you? Nobody wow. died because I didn't. Cause nobody died because I didn't respond to what they said. Right, 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 right. right. They tried, but <laughs> right. Mm. Wow. I I I closed my eyes and I lifted up my hands, Father. I didn't say nothing because I was silent. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I needed you to fight on my behalf. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Wow. You know, Sam, I, I love the fact of how you tell us most of the time that we're not in undergrad studies no more. Mm. Okay. You Amen. said that we're, 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 advancing, we're advancing things, and you said that we're advancing things because um, you said that we're advancing those things because of the fact that um, – we're learning things that we could use right now in on, on grad levels. Uh-huh. Sam, these are applications that we have that that we can't get on the pew. Oh, come on now, here we go. Here you go. Now you started meddling. Now you started meddling. Sam, that woman, you know, Miss Denise came on yesterday. Oh man, and told what? us. Oh man, she got something on the call when she was scrolling through that she couldn't get in the pew. Mm, man, come on now, you about to hit me now. You know she 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 hit yesterday. I was like, wow. Sam, she said she was scrolling through. 
and listening to the Spirit of God. And and then she says she wrote down the number and called us who were just doing what we were normally supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I said it yesterday, Sam. I said it yesterday, Sam, that she was, she was a leper that came back to say thank you. Amen. We don't know how many lepers come on, Sam, to hear what we got to say. Mm. And I'm not talking about her condition. I'm talking about the yeah, action. I understand. Sam, she said that she couldn't get this in the pew. She said that she did not have a connection with anybody that she would normally let anybody pray with her or minister to her <laughs> or accept the prayer and ministry. Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you do that, Sam, if you're not doing what he said? <laughs> Touching what needs to be touched. Well, Sam, I got I got another one for you. If we aren't doing what we said, how are people who are supposed to be dying still living? I'm just saying. We've been praying for my patients since I've been working there. They keep on saying that he was dying. Now he's getting kicked off a of hospice. Is that man still down the street alive, Sam? What happened? I don't know. Ooh, I got to get something to eat. My stomach on my back. Well, she's, um, she's, she, 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 she's, um, she says she's bringing the suffer now or coming around. Oh, the Willica. Yeah. I know she didn't call here a million times. I don't answer the hot song.
Was Sam riding, driving or something? They're going somewhere. Oh, they're on a road trip. Mm-hmm. I know he, I heard him ask someone that he did they need to use the restroom. Yeah. He's a crook. You at work? Mm-mm, I'm in my bed. Oh, me too. And I, I end up taking that, 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 that blood pressure pill and that, that um, cholesterol pill late last night and that Berlinta. And when I take that stuff late, it makes me oversleep. So I got to get myself better than this because school starts in two, three weeks. So I got to try and make sure I take that stuff early. Yeah. Yeah, if I take around 8 o'clock, I should be good. Oh. If not true, because you still have a digestive Let me go to the store so I can see if I can get a Himalayan salt rock. Especially considering the heinous nature of her transgression. <laughs> this time I would like to ask that the juror come forward. Don't make me use the magic hammer. <laughs> Okay. Okay. There was a store there. 
Mr. Rissen was in the in, in the background. Mr. Rissen, she was in his trip, and I was calling for Z's, X's, and Y's, and O's, and U's, and all other kind of alphabets. Otherwise, you were asleep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know what? I'm about to speak life over you, son. You ready? Yes, Lord. Mm. Father God. This man of God, whom you created, I speak life, health, and complete healing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Life, yes. health, yes. and complete healing. I want you just to slowly inhale and exhale 10 breaths. And every time you exhale, I want you to say hallelujah. 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 Real good now. So this one we're going to do this time. We're going to do the same thing. 
But instead of you saying hallelujah, I want you to speak in tongues.
Anybody else want prayer requests? I'll I'll go. Uh, I guess Lisa wants prayer too. Uh, huh? How about Mark? You pray for Lisa, and I'll pray for. How about that one? She like what? Uh-uh. We out. Oh, she gonna she gonna put up Bluetooth on. All right, well I'm gonna let her put up Bluetooth on. And then after you pray for her. No, you know, I'm, I'm going to pray for you first. And then you pray for Lisa. That's what we're going to do. All right. All right, Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. Hmm. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that the Holy Ghost anointed fire of God come down for and pour your anointing and your life over this man of God right now, Lord. Not later, but right now. The fire of God, so he can flow in the fullness of what you're calling him to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hello? We're here. Lisa on. Lisa, are you there yet?
I'm here. I'm back. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just dragging a little bit. I'm all right. All right. Shibaba <laughs> Shema <laughs> Shibuko shebe sede baba shake baba Uh, while I was praying, I saw um, a tallit, which is a prayer shawl. Um, it was red with pearls on there. And that particular prayer shawl is for the proverbial um, woman, Proverbs 31, and the inscription of the actual bag, it says, for your children shall call you blessed. And that was the prayer that I prayed that you, on your way to your gathering, that the children and meaning those who you're mentoring and those who are there that you're pouring into, shall give you the reciprocation and calling you blessed for you pouring back into them. And then calling you blessed basically does the reciprocation of pouring back into you to refill you for the next part of the journey. I, I would see that. 
would see that. I would see that. Thank you. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Amen. Okay. So, who else wants prayer? You can pray for me, sir. Oh, Rishi Pieces on the line. Rishi Pieces on the line. Engine, engine number nine. Rishi Pieces on the line. Hmm. If I want my number track high, I'll get my money back. I don't know how that dog on thing go. Um, I would. I want to share this before you pray for me. You know, I told you earlier that I had to ride along with transportation to pick up one of our um, seniors and, you know, Mm -hmm. monitor the whole thing. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Okay, thank you. Um, And I'm standing in a Christian bookstore right now, believe it or not. But nonetheless, nonetheless, while we were... Um, after I did one particular client, we're picking up another one now from a dialysis. We're doing medical pickups and stuff now. And um, he was telling me that we had to come to Snailville. And I said, okay. And so I started singing. And I'm, I'm asking for interpretation after I tell this story because I'm a little discombobulated right now. But I see we were driving. You know, my spirit started singing, Jesus, keep me near the cross. And um, I just, you know, continued to sing, you know, to myself. And as we are traveling, which is where I am now, we pass right by. Um, I traveled a course that I've not traveled in probably, probably since April. And we are right here by where Maria lived. Mm. When I say right down the street like you could throw a rock and I will be right at her house. And so, you know, I had my little, well, I don't even know what I want to call it, but, you know, I had to um, I had to get out the vehicle after we came to a stop because the person we're picking up from a dialysis um, clinic is not ready. And it just so happened that we're, it's right next to a Christian bookstore, so I kind of figured this might be where I can come to get my little peace of mind, and then I called in on a call. Mm. Oh, I mm. so I was like, okay. I'm, I'm having another, I hear you, Lord, Lord, I hear you. Mm. Mm. I mean, you know, it's just bad attachment that's there, and it's just 
it just resurfaced, you know, unexpectedly. You didn't, wasn't even thinking about it, and it just brought you back to a place that you knew, which brought back memories that you knew, which brought back experiences, all of which you weren't ready to deal with, you know, because we try to keep a lock on things and keep control on things. Yep, yep. But then when... But then when something jars and triggers that and it just comes out unexpectedly, then it's like, oh, wow. Okay. That's what it is. Well, additional to that, she said that she started singing prior Mm -hmm. to getting to the destination. Right. That was perfect. The father knows, the father knows, well, the spirit knows because it's in commune with the father of what to prepare yourself with with, without you knowing what to prepare yourself with. Mm -hmm. So if you weren't paying attention and you were looking at your phone or you were distracted, you would have basically looked up and then it would have hit you versus you being prepared for Mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. It was not to catch you off guard. It was to, Mm -hmm. to shield you. Right. Right. It was supposed to basically be a, a buckler, it meaning that it was going to sustain you mm. because you have yet to be down that road that way because as soon as you start talking about it, I said, I was on mute, but I said, Maria. Mm. As soon as you, I thought I was off mute, but I said, Maria, because I knew what it was when you were about to say it because of the fact that you hadn't gone that route, you hadn't been that way because of the reminder of, of what it would have reminded you of. But because it was a second ride and a detour from what you assumed, the spirit had to prepare you for that which it knew that you were going to experience when you came down the road and you can see where you were. Mm-hmm. I mean, just um, yesterday, the day before, whatever it was, um, when I was at work, I had Welton and Charles over there, and then um Lord told me to pray for Welton and I said, okay, you know, I said, you know, I, you know, a lot of times it happens, it's like, okay, well, is it something I have to do now? Like, not like immediately, but anyway, so the way it happened, when Charles happened to come downstairs, I said, we finished praying, I said, well, I said no, let's go ahead and I said, let's go ahead and pray before we go do this. They're like, well, I said, no, I just feel led to pray. And so I went on to pray, and then after, you know, I prayed, and actually I put the hands together, put my hand on both of their heads. And then after we got done, I, it wasn't—I'm gonna just say a half hour, but it wasn't even that long. Weldon got a call that his aunt had just, whichever one, one the aunt had died, and then while they were down and getting preparations for the aunt's funeral, the the uncle died. And then it was not longer than that. And then Charles, not long after that, guy started getting calls about school and college, this and the other. So it was like you know, the Holy Spirit knew what needs to be done in order to prepare them for this next step. And then like like Mark says, just that's, that's what happens when we're being intuitive and just letting the spirit lead us where we don't know. Because he knew that emotionally you're not healed yet. You're, and it, it'd probably be a long while. And, and, and honestly, subconsciously, you would probably avoid going that route if you could just because. You know, but again, that's just God being God as He's caring and loving us, and and just you know just covering us. So, hmm. 
Well, that is definitely that, true. That's definitely true of me because um, the entire thing I sort of, my hopes were to prepare myself, basically. You know, even when she was ill and all of that. And so, yeah, it was all, you know, with me wanting to prepare myself and not and not be caught off guard. Mm-hmm. But this one caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't, and it definitely wasn't of my plan. And how about that? I didn't know beforehand that I would, you know, be traveling this route. Because if I know it's something that I have to do, I attempt to prepare myself mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually, you know, as well as physically. But this one was definitely out of my hands. So, (laughs) now that you are going through, are you seeing this is something that has been dealt with or is it dealt with in a positive fashion or dealt with in a fashion that you're able to go through? Okay, rephrase your question. I, I know what you're saying, but, you know, Okay. You, mentally, I'm sort of discombobulated. So, what you say again? Okay, you just you're you're in the process of going through something unexpected. That's a question. Okay, so have to sing it one more time. <laughs> you you are in the process. There's a question slash statement. You are in okay. the process of going through something unexpected. Correct. Right. Right. Okay. But while you're in this process, you're finding that you are dealing with it. Oh, yeah, true, I am. That it was overwhelming, but even yet, you're still finding that you're coming out of it. Right, true. Okay. So, now, as God has gotten you on this new plane, exactly like I prayed for you yesterday, getting you out of your mind, and leaning on him, but yet and still finding that you're coming through successfully. You already see where it's going. So basically, even again, he's training you, let it go, girl, I got this. Mm -hmm. If you you trust me, I'll cover you, because you don't know what to do anyway. You don't know what's coming. You don't know how to deal with it. And even if you had tried to prepare, you still wouldn't have been able to do any better job than what was being done now. Thank That's you. another question. Yeah, that's true. Because as much as ever, and I mean, I know me, I try to control to some degree. So he's again giving you an example and saying, will you let this go and let me handle this? Yeah. Will, will, you, will, you, will you forcefully subject your mind under my spirit and let me ride? Mm. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I said forcefully because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a forceful effort on your part to get your mind out of it, to subjugate it to the spirit of God, 
so that he can reveal to me what you need to know and you can flow in that, which will enlighten your mind, but it's going to be on such a whole other level that it's going to blow your mind away because your mind will not be able to get the understanding that God's going to give you. Mm. Um, can I add something to that? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be simple. It ain't going to have, have all that, but... That them cute, fluffy dictionary words my brother was saying. Okay. <laughs> Erica, stop psychoanalyzing me. I'm God. Oh, say that again. Erica, stop psychoanalyzing me. I'm God. <laughs> I don't appreciate that, but... <laughs> oh, that means she might actually try to slap you first before she try to slap me. <laughs> I'm probably going to try to slap him before I leave. <laughs> you analyzing me mm. Mm. and I created you. Oh, Jesus. You mm. trying to figure out who I am, by where mm. I am, and how I'm going to move my hand, and I already told you that I was holding you. Oh, you telling me that I am not God because you're trying to figure it out, and I told you I already had the plan. <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> I am Elohim. Mm, mm, mm. Jira, Sikinu, Rafa, all of those things that you need. Mm, mm, mm. And I could do better for you if you let me be him versus you controlling what you think that I should do by what you think versus let me show you who I am. It is, it, it, it is so essential where you are right now because where you are is just this right here, sister. Is it, it, Ephod, Erica, the girls, all of this is wrapped up in the flower bud. The flower looks like one thing on the outside, but you're trying to see what's on the inside, and you're just pulling the leaves off. But what you don't understand is that while you're pulling the petals off, you're damaging that which is perfect. you got to let it unveil itself when it opens. Mm. Mm. Literally, I get the fact that you're anticipating what's going to unveil itself when it opens up. But you're destroying the process and the flower while it is basically going to open up. And I hear God saying, I'm going to open and I'm going to show you and I'm going to let you see what and who I am in due time. Mm. In the process of you being, knowing who I am in due time, I need you to do the work. Why? Because if you don't do the work, you won't be prepared on what I've unveiled to you, and you won't know how to deal with it. Because you see one flower on the outside, but that ain't what's on the inside. Mm. 
I'm done, Sam, if you didn't know. <laughs> you okay? Did, did you get some, um, what was the word you said you were looking for? Some comfort? She ain't got no comfort. No, I'm not comfort. sure. <laughs> but you said she was, somebody tried to give us some um, uh, interpretation or something? <laughs> oh, she got that real good. <laughs> Because whatever cover she thought she had, I pulled them off so she could be exposed. See what I'm Christian bookstore right now going. Let me find a book. Oh, she, oh, she cussing. That's that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Hi, Erica. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude. Did I tell you I love yeah. you? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? That's when you should have hit me with Maria. Go to. <laughs> yeah. I really want to. <laughs> you could, you could, okay, so you know what you do? Send me, a tr- send me a tractor on my text message, and then you can say it there. Okay. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> she she gonna put a tracker on them and then she gonna say, uh-huh. <laughs> I only do because I love you. Hey, man. Hey, man. But does that help you at all? It does. It really does. She's still mad as hell, though, but it still helps her. <laughs> Sam, you know what? You're an instigator to troublemaker, Sam. I don't know. Don't nobody do that to you when you be going in on people and then you know that they want to cut you. I don't do that to you. Well, you might not, but they do. That's how come you don't fool with him. Fool me? That's how come people don't want to fool with him. Yeah, well, you know. I'm good. That's what I say. That's what I say. Okay. You still want to pray I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, Lord. Let's pray for these children of hers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I had to pray for her suffering. All right. Who did it? Who did it? Who brought it? Who brought it? Who said she did 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 it? Oh, really? No, really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I can see that. Hmm. Randy, the
Okay. All right, Lord, I need to pray for your father's wife. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say it like this, and you will understand. You know, like when I had that spiritual necktie on my, on my neck. Mm-hmm. Well, that spirit that has a legal hold on him through her is purposely causing confusion and whatever it can to keep him bound and locked down to that degree and then some. Now, what she might do, who knows? I mean, if she's at the point where she'll go and cut herself to get, you know, then who knows what the hell might happen right now. So, Father God, we come against that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Mm-mm. We say cease and desist right now in the name of Jesus. You will bear no fruit. See, no weapon that is formed against Erica's father shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against him in judgment, our God will condemn. For his heritage is of the Lord, but he is a servant of the Lord. Yeah. You will bless those who bless him, and you will curse those who curse him, Lord. Even if it's in his own household, we say cease and desist right now. He is covered by the precious Holy Ghost anointed blood of Christ. The blood that he shed on Calvary, as my brother said, when he hung there and kept his mouth shut. Father God, this man needs to know how to fight spiritually his battles. He's been fighting in the carnal, that which he needs to fight in his spirit. He's been coming up and trying to move and do, and Lord has gotten him to the point where he too might be in the hospital. But Lord, we say, this shall end right here at this very moment. That not only is there a hedge of protection around his life, his ministry, but there also is a stoppage point, and that is right here and right now. As the mule told Balaam, if you go any further, fool, you shall die. Expose this for what it is. It shall not go any further, Lord. This is it. This is the stopping point. This is the stopping point. You are God. You are God. The Father God move in this situation and circumstance as you know it needs to be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, Sam. Um, as you were praying and you were saying that, I was sending you the text message that it was 
it was a Jezebelic anointing, but the difference and the, the, the choking was it was a suffocating thing. So I went and then I basically said it's more Leviathan than Jezebel. Mm. But mm. but then when I start, I looked on Elijah's list, when and then I typed in uh, Leviathan, and the first thing that came up was confronting the spirit of the Leviathan that works through Jezebel. Mm. Mm. Because I said it's different. It's a different choking than yours being a yoke. Mm. The mm-hmm. hers is mm-hmm. more suffocating. Mm. I, and you know, I couldn't. I could. I. I. I, I sensed. I couldn't. I, you, yeah. Yeah. I knew it was something different. Even more so, I couldn't even articulate it. But I, I sense exactly what you're talking about. Hmm. And, and Leviathan is a snake that basically, it's like mm-hmm. a boa constrictor. It constricts and suffocates and mm-hmm. draws the life out of it. But Jezebel does it from the from the matriculation of um, convincing or uh, kind of um, manipulative. Manipulation, right, manipulation. Mm-hmm. So, and see, so and then that manipulation is strong because it's married to him. Right, but the thing of it is that he accepted it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because yeah. of because of the fact mm-hmm. that I'm your wife and and I'm supposed to be the good thing, I'm going to manipulate the word for you to do what I need you to do. But because I'm manipulating the word for you to do what it is that I need you to do, I'm going to continue to suck the life that you know is right out of you to do what I know that you need to do for me that is wrong. Mm. 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 Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just thought about something. Tie out all all of this, what we're praying for right here, right now. Because, again, we don't know what's going on in the household, but we know something's going on to the point that, what, two or three days ago, however long, well, let's just say last week, Eric was sending that text message about fasting. Mm-hmm. But in order to fast, in order to fast, you need to know what you're trying to expose. Mm. We just don't fast without fasting. So now, while we're talking about the fast, if he goes on the fast or not, we know what we have to cover in the aspect of him fasting. Mm. 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 Because we always have to fast for a purpose and a reason. So mm-hmm. whatever the purpose and the reason is, we have to basically fast with that on our mind and intention so those things can mm-hmm. be manifested. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. All righty then. And and then the other thing is that um the stubbornness from the brothers. Mm-hmm. Um is because of the fact that it's their mother, not because she's right. 
It's because, and one of her brothers, I know, he knows she's wrong. But he won't say anything to her because it's his mom. Mm. And I want to say it's it's the preacher, not the organist, Carlos. Is that does that sound familiar? Richard? Of course it does. Okay. And I know that he knows right, but he won't go. He he won't go. He he will not cross his mother because he knows that she will. It's it's like it's like it's like it's like going to a parent and saying, "Mama, you wrong," and then um, she chastises you like, "Boy, do you know who I am?" But he but but he knows that she's wrong, and honestly. I hate to say this, and and I, and I and and okay, never mind. Okay, the only oh. way, the only way for that spirit to be broken is for Jezebel to be headed and die. For Jezebel to be what? Beheaded and die. Mm. Because why? The snake can it. still constrict, though. It has no head. But it can't live forever. But if you are, it's just like Jezebel is the host for the Leviathan. Okay. So okay. if the host has no life and has, no, and I'm not saying her, her have a physical death, I'm talking about in the spirit. If the host has no life, then there's no life source for the Leviathan to flow through. And when I speak of beheading, the beheading means exposure. Mm. Oh, well, mm. I'm glad you said it that way because I really thought it in the physical as well. But go ahead. Wait a minute, that's because you want to do it in the physical. <laughs> no, really. Um, really, no, I, I can I, honestly I, I, say I, I never have. But one of the reasons I felt it was in the physical is because. He has willingly allowed this to, um, she has given it room, she has given it approval, authority to reside within her for so long that um, I think it has, you know, gone well beyond consuming 50% of her, 60% of her. I think really, at the for the most part, it's either consuming you know, ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of her. So mm-hmm. this is a this has become a normal thing for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, dear, I have to. I I don't mean to be a jerk and disagree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. It has not consumed eighty, ninety, or nothing. It is her because she okay. has functioned in this for so long. Mm. Okay, this is a, this is what it, this is what I see. You know how people dedicate their children and their lives to certain things. Mm-hmm. She's dedicated her life to basically keep you apart from who her family is that she could see as her family. Right. I will give of myself that she is not a part of this. 
Mm-hmm. And she has basically that. sold herself to that being. It, 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 and Sam said, and this is why I said that. When Sam said something, I said, I got it. Sam said, whatever degree she has to go to, even when it comes to cutting herself, mm-hmm. it's a blood oath already, Sam. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Snakes, wow. snakes, snakes don't do nothing without blood because it has mm. to live. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's the blood oath right there, Sam. She's dedicated to. She's dedicated her life to it, and thus far, she's been successful. Mm. Well, um, it's not that's how you know how strong the covenant is. Mm. Ooh, see when you say it like that, that's um, wow. I'm not shocked, and it doesn't. I guess it doesn't hurt my feelings. It's disheartening. You know, in theory, simply because, you know, this is just because of my position as being the one on the outside, so to speak. I never wanted to think to that degree or that it had, you know, consumed 100% of her or that it was her because of the typical stigma that's associated with being considered a stepchild or a stepdaughter, stepfather, because there is very seldom uh, 100% pure relationships there. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, me saying consuming 95 to 98% of her is, you know, me, you know, I guess internally. You're, you're trying to hold out for hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you say, well, you just don't like her anyway because she's not your mom or she's married to your dad. And I'm definitely not in that category. I was just, yeah. Amen. It's not not even the fact of being in that category. It's the fact that it's totally different when you can save someone by them desiring to be saved. She doesn't desire to save herself nor the relationship because she didn't want there to be one from the beginning with the children, herself, or your father. Right, right. So there's nothing to save. There's nothing to look at it in a different perspective because of the fact that if you have given yourself to a deity, Right. That has been who you have worshipped. And the reason why I can see that, the reason why I can say that is because I can see her being mean as hell to the people in the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know her. But I, I even even now, as I'm looking at her, is she dark-skinned lady? She is. Her countenance is three times darker than what it should be because of her uh. complexion. Uh. Mm-hmm. I see her wearing a white dress and a white hat, and you not even seeing her actual true complexion. And the reason why God is showing me the white is so I can see the contrast 
and how dark it is. Mm. She has um, some broad features, like um, a a broad nose, a a larger forehead. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know her. I'm looking at her, but I don't know her. Yeah, it, it, she has dedicated her life to that deity. And I say deity because people worship these right. as right. other gods. Right. It's just like Saul. I'm just, just like um, when Sam was talking about Shukarabasi. Um, Sam, you know what this is? We are in the we are in the time now where Baal and his worshippers have to figure out how they're gonna bring fire down. And we can't call fire down until it's the time for us to call fire down, Sam. So while he's not fasting, we need to be fasting so when the time comes, just like they walked around that wall seven times, Sam, uh-huh. when we say shout and sound the alarm, that's when we can call the fire down. But right now, we don't have enough to call the fire down for this right now. Uh, we need uh, to figure out how we're going to do it corporately or individually with the three of us or corporately with the group. But we got to fast on this one, Sam, because this one, this is not going to come out by talking to it. Uh, uh. And right now we can't call nothing down, Sam, because we don't we don't we have not prepared ourselves. Let's know the sacrifice. Because Sam, this one right here, I'm telling you, just as sure as my name is what it is, and I'm two hundred thirty five pounds and I'm a black boy, it's gonna be some backlash. <laughs> Because this was a this was a consuming spirit, Sam. This is not like the ones that we've been talking about. They they lash out at us because we're exposing them. This one is this one is this one is going for the juggler, Sam. Uh, this one is not just a, this. This one is if, if we have ever had a task at hand, it's right now. If we ever had something that was going to challenge us to our core and our belief mechanism, it's now, Sam. Mm. And, and y'all know I don't mind calling the fast, but this one right here, Sam, he said it only come out by fasting and praying. Do you see anything, Sam? Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm good. Let me press a minute. No, 
She's done. We, 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 we. Hmm? <laughs> oh. My apologies. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything else regarding her. I mean, I know we got to pray for the rest of the peoples, but I, I, don't, I don't know if Mark has anything else regarding her. Okay. No, I'm good. All right. Okay, so that's the parents, the children. Let's get the entities and the businesses. Run the negotiation, negotiation, negotiation. Run the negotiation, negotiation. Run the negotiation, Run the negotiation, Run the negotiation, Run the negotiation, negotiation. negotiation, Run the negotiation, negotiation. Run the negotiation, negotiation. Run the 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 Okay. Let's go ahead and pray for your father. Run Mm, your dad and Tony. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Oh my goodness. Hmm, interesting. Sam, did you see that? I'm being so serious right now. Hmm? Listen, I'm going to take this to Mm. They passed me my phone in the glove department. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Father God. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, check your message now. Okay. Pierre, I sent you the message as well.
Ah, uh, it just came through. Mm. 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 I laugh because that's so true. Mm. Mm. Time, time he said, Tony, I saw it. It's just I said, did you see that? Mm. I, I didn't see that, but it was something that made me stop. It was like, and what I saw, but you know, I think of what, okay. And I guess what I see, because it was stamps was rising up in me, it was a uniqueness. The thing with him is there's a uniqueness that he will be the one that will be able to fight this off and to turn around and to stand and, and you know, the, the bondages and everything that goes along with this, he will be the one who will be able to grow and to say no and to shed that bondage that the others won't be able to do. Mm. And right now there's a severe battle going forth trying to hold him, to keep him from rising up, to keep him from becoming and to doing that trying to keep him down. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, there. Hello? We're here. Oh, okay. I don't know if we got disconnected or not. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I, I, I had a phone call, so I didn't hear what Erica said. Okay. So. But yeah, that's what I see. But does that make sense? It does. It's true. It's true. Okay. And I say it's true from what I was told, you know, via the spirit as well. But there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of parallels there. Mhm. Yeah, you got you got you got ministry on your hands. Is all I can say. <laughs> well, that means my response to you is a yes, then. Huh? When you read the text, I said, I guess my response means that the answer to that is a yes. Did you, did you send me a message already? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I'm scared to look at the text message. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I think that's a vice versa, though, isn't it? What do you mean? Well, you have to see her text, because I was actually thinking about that before she sent the text. 
Oh, Jesus. Familiarity, familiar spirits. Yeah. What do you mean, vice versa? Mm-hmm. I guess you're saying vice versa from the sense, boy, that um, it's something that is that you're, in a sense, used to. So that mm, right. would be an attraction to what that mm-hmm. would be an attraction from for the both of you because typically you are um, typically surrounded by them that men that have possibly been wounded and you have to nurture them to a different place because you can see where the lack of it is and it's not the lack that they are not who they are it's how they have been treated and deemed one way or the other. Then he went just broke it down for you. If you lack any breaking down, he just broke it down for you. Then you know what you're instigator. I just was. I was just making sure she had clarity, man. She said she, she was discombobulated, she, and she. I was trying to tell her something, and she didn't understand. I think this is a shell coming up. Dear, all I can tell you up is, here. I'm. I'm your best friend. I don't know who he is right now. <laughs> I asked her a question earlier, and she said, I, 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 I ain't just get to ask me again. I had to make it simple, so I'm just trying to make sure she get clarity. That's all I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. We got your clarity, um, Pity LaBelle. <laughs> mm, I want to turn up. <laughs> and then I have my phone, but it's Well, we prayed for Tony. We didn't pray for Eric. Well, let me pray for Eric. <laughs> hmm? You go ahead. Okay. Did I eat this last potato chip? No, 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 no. The word, the, the word fix means to esteem. And build up. You tell what? You need me to give you, I, I'm, I'm responding. Oh. Do you want me to give you an example? I'll give you an example. Hold on. Go ahead, pray, Sam. Oh, okay. All right, Lord. Let me pray for uh, Alicia. The anointing of God is increasing hmm, exponentially in your life. Every time you apply it, mm, wow. And this kind of ties into what Mark was talking about, us standing in the gap and the seven degrees of focus. I mean, um, you know what I mean? That it's beyond us. It's not just us or our situation and circumstance, but it's so much more involved. Every time you apply the word of God, that means is that's how much more it's increasing exponentially in your life. 
tremendous increase, tremendous pressing, tremendous growth, tremendous power. Now, when it's time for you to release that power, you ought to do such and not hold back in and of yourself. You can't you can't hold back and say, Well, I ain't ready, or it's not time. And see that's that's the key thing about you being so overwhelmed and just releasing God. You'll just flow. You'll just be obedient. You just do it, which will allow God to do what he needs to do. So just continue to walk in the fullness of who he's called you to be and release that power that's in your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm on mute for a minute, and I'll be right back.
Alright. Anybody else want to pray? Hello? Anybody else want prayer? Yeah. We didn't pray for you? Oh, no. I was saying anybody there. I was saying yes. Um, We were here. Oh, okay. That's right. I did pray for you. I prayed for you before I prayed for Liz. Mm-hmm. I mean, before you prayed for Liz. Okay. Where's that? Press the button. Hope nothing don't fall out. Yep, it's gonna fall out. There you go. Hey Charles, hold this while while um while we press the button for that to come down. Now this, yeah, you got. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.